welcome to Untold Tales from the Ramjack Spectral Shade. Hey everyone, I'm Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend and co-host, Brad. Hello, happy holidays. Happy holidays. That's right. We're in the ho- we're in the Halloween Halloween season. <laughs> we are. We're in it. <laughs> just the in Halloween case you season. Sure what holiday? Yeah, Halloween. Just the, the the holiday that is now the season that is the now. Um, we got a lot to talk about on the show. We got a lot of scary things in the world happening that we need to address. But um, don't. Don't think we're going to be slacking on our retro media. Of course, we're going to be watching a timeless Halloween classic. What was it? What's it from? What's it called again, Brad? Um, this is from Archie's Weird Mysteries, the episode Halloween of Horror. Now, I'm not sure if this happened because um, I don't have the page up. If this was like something that was made in 2005 or 2000, 2000 or like 1996. It's like a 99-2000. Okay, good, because I, because I kind of thought that going in. I thought this is old, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, not not as old as 1943, like radio yeah, show old, but not as old as the stuff we usually talk about. We're going to have to do the Archie radio show, right? The Halloween Defo. Defo. Are we going to do an all Archie Halloween? <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. We could try. I mean, we did all Murder She Wrote Halloween last year. Do 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 do. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> um, uh, we'll we'll play it by ear, but I don't think our listeners will be disappointed if they love Archie. <laughs> yeah, hoo hooray! Brad, hit me up with some monster stories. Let's start it with some creepy tales. Um, there's a lot of monsters to talk about this week, but I, before we really get into some um some new and exciting monster stories, listen. When we're recording this, it's the day after the first debate. Um, is, is that what we're so calling think, it? A debate? <laughs> I think we gotta talk about some monsters because, goddamn, that was ridiculous. Watching the the live Twitter feed was very entertaining. I had never live tweeted yes. something before, and that was that was great. Defo, but you're right. Goodness, like when you're like so awful, you make me like root for Hillary Clinton in the moment, like. You're the worst. That's I wasn't sure how you would react to it because you're 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 very. Oh, she's fucking awful. You're, like, you're adamantly against monster. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump um, is just. He's a fascist lunatic. He's a fascist lunatic. Um, I would say he's a despicable human being. I. Yeah. The, there there were moments. A lot of people said at the beginning of the debate he was doing well. Yes. Was I mean, he, though, I was like better than Hillary. Uh, when it started, like, she was like, I was like, oh, God, she's actually going to fucking lose this thing. She's actually going to lose it because, like, she's doing her, like, she's doing her smug, like, I'm above this. Ho <laughs> ho. And, like, her, her fake laugh and smile, which, yeah, I agree, like, that doesn't really matter. But that's, you're not selling yourself at well, all. She was, she was playing the same old game of a politician. Granted, I yeah, guess with. But she doesn't do it well. Well, I mean, she does it well like, enough, I guess. Obama but not... can kind of pull it off, but like she doesn't. Do, like it's just, it's so in, it's so not genuine, and it's she's like a used car salesman. I, I but with shittier I ideas. I, I wouldn't bash her that bad. 
I would say that she looked great next to Donald Trump for damn sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it just got... It just got worse as it continued. I but don't. The, it began to unravel is, at one moment. Yeah. It was, oh, it completely unraveled. But it started off because Trump's doing his bullshit thing that he did all through the Republican primaries of just like saying a lot of nonsense and shutting people up and not letting them talk and just lying openly and questioning everything. And she's trying to be professional, and it just looks like he's just like smacking her, smacking her, smacking her, and she's not able to do anything except pretend to be above it in a way that's just so disingenuous that it's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not winning, and he's an idiot, so you should be doing better than this. But then her whole strategy just kind of turned into, like, let him talk, because he's gonna dick himself into holes. True. When, what did he smack her on? There was the NAFTA thing that she Well, I mean, really, nothing is substantive. That kind but of I'm, cut her off guard. I'm talking there was nothing the I would point... say that he really, like, stuck it to her. Oh, well, but no, but I mean his jabs and his snipes. Like, they weren't they weren't accurate at all. He didn't stick anything like, to her. Oddly but, childish. It was like, yeah, dude, but you gotta there's think no one about, else here to pit against I'm someone else. I'm talking about purely for an, uh, uh, someone that was this weird, mysterious person that isn't sure which one they're going to vote for. I mean, do those people exist? I, yeah. I, I say that saying, I know people who were on the fence. They're like those emails, which I'm like, guys. So stupid. The amount of people in politics that use private email servers, that's a whole other thing. And we've been over it. It was investigated. For the most part, everything was on the up and up. Everyone talked. We all talked about it. Bernie Sanders even said enough about the damn emails. We, we get yeah. it. It's politics. Politicians make mistakes. People make mistakes. But this was something that probably, I mean, enough with it. Yeah. But even that, I, I, those the people who said, well, I don't know about the emails. After this debate, I heard them say, God damn, Donald yeah. Trump is like, what's He's, up with that? It was insane. He's absolutely fucking is it Is it okay to say you haven't paid your income taxes and then be like, hey, I'm smart because I didn't pay them. I don't know why I'm being audited, but I, I guess it's because so I don't pay taxes. Insane. Audited. Uh, no, I'm be- I've been audited for the past 15 years. I'm-, I'm always being audited. I've been being audited for 15 years solid. Nobody's audited as much as me. I'm tremendous at being audited. Why? 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 Because I don't pay taxes. That's why. Oy. Shouldn't you be, like, in jail for that? Like, you can't just not pay your taxes. Right? <laughs> of course you can. But you just have to be really rich and get to get away with it. I'm guessing that's what it is. It just gets tied up well, in red no, tape. No, but like he, Trump, like he owed like um, New York like a ridiculous amount of taxes. And so what he did was he sued the city on fake charges and then negotiated um, a way so he could pay less taxes. Which I guess is the, the way to weasel out of it. Yeah. But you can't do that on a federal level. And be successful at it. It's one thing to take on a little yeah. city, even though it's of New course. York, it's the Big Apple. It's it's the it's a city. It's one of the big city, big five. Um, but you can't do that on a federal level. Of course not. But how can you run for president and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <clears throat> cut taxes for everyone except for like the middle class, I, the classic Republican like trickle down bullshit. Um, but I haven't paid taxes in years, so what does it matter? Like, how can you do that? He's a fucking idiot. They're taking our jobs, but I'm not really putting any money back in the government. I'm doing everything that I say I don't want other people to do. Listen, what we've got to do is we got to fight the cyber and the nuclear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if my son hacked it or not. 
I don't. He's Listen, good with computers. Maybe I don't two. Know, could good. be my son. I keep could be, it could be a four hundred year old guy sitting on a couch. I don't know. All but right. that's also. I mean, that's just one thing that he said that was like, "What the fuck?" That was so "What the fuck?" It's like, dude, you just got to stop. Listen, There's no way. I opened. I opened a club. Um, it wasn't racist at all. It was a very good club. Um, <laughs> everyone was welcome. So therefore. Yeah, that's like, wait, wait, that has nothing to do with anything. When asked, what do you have to say about, you know, the client, uh, the, the racial tension in the, in, in the States, what we can do to like alleviate it? I have nothing to say, but there was this nightclub. <laughs> I'm definitely not racist. You oh, that ruling, that ruling doesn't bitch. count because that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a judge. That was a not, not police guy liking judge. A not so police liking doesn't... judge? What are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck. Can I just want a meteor to like fall on that stage and kill everyone? It's. Uh, it's I. It's so. It's insane. pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. Obviously, like, I'm we're gonna... so glad it came together because I I really I thought she was gonna lose. I thought she was gonna lose it. I she I never doubted. The second Donald Trump was on the stage, I was like, holy shit. Because I only watched parts of the Republican debates because I just couldn't handle that much insanity. I was nervous going into this debate. I was like. What yeah. if she blows it completely, and we actually have a, a viable chance for Donald Trump? Like a beyond doubt tra- chance that he's in there. Now no. it's still nebulous. It's like, all right, well, maybe that... Okay, can we also <laughs> say that maybe people voting for Donald Trump now, after this debate, and after all these things have been come have come to light, um, not just at the debate, but um, all the... I can't remember what it is. I read two things today that's like, holy shit, dog. What are you doing? I mean, if you're voting for Donald Trump, you're just an asshole at this point, correct? Yeah, Uneducated definitely. and or just not keeping yourself up with that, what's actually happening in the debate or in the larger world. And or being okay with people getting away with at least crime or shafting the American people, not only on the tax thing, but also the whole thing about him not paying people when they do jobs for him. Like just oh, no, that's smart business. That's smart it's, business, Alex. It's smart, smart business, business to weasel and crush people's dreams. The American dream. Bitch isn't alive anymore. We killed it. The millennials killed it, Donald Trump. So just stop with this bullshit. Yikes. Yeah, I, you can't. You can't. Monster. Monsters. Monsters. <laughs> Brad, you got any other monsters lurking out there? Oh, I got some monsters. I got some monsters. Um, Alex, uh, there's an amazing app out there. It's called Nextdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was able to install it on my shiny new iPhone 7. Didn't even have to delete other uh, apps to install it. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> and there's more room to put more apps. You could install so it many times room. over if that was allowed. So much room, and and if you're unfamiliar with the Nextdoor app, it it really it gets you it lets you connect with your neighbors to find out what's going on in the community in your very neighborhood. That way, you know you know oh somebody lost a dog, oh there's a garage sale, oh by the way they're doing construction next week, watch out. All the kind of things that you get from a community that that we just don't have anymore. You can do it now on an app. You don't have to stand by the fence with a casserole or whatever the fuck assholes did back in the day. You just get on your app and you see what's going on. Because people love to tell you. They love Afternoon, to tell Gladys. You. Afternoon. Is that casserole for me? Well, I've been out here for two hours. It better be for you. 
the idea of someone standing by a fence with a casserole bread might be the 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 funniest thing I've heard in at least yeah. the last week. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Alex, question from one of my neighbors. Okay. Are we next? <laughs> I can only wildly speculate. I cannot wait. I know Orlando isn't an inner city. Like other ones, as we are seeing violence take place across the country, however, what if something happens, say, in the Pine Hills area? P.S. Pine Hills is an area where a lot of black people live. Um, and God forbid somebody is shot and killed by a law enforcement officer for a crime that happens daily in that part of town. Will a mob squad, both local and flown in to protest, make their way through our neighborhoods down Lee Road and cause major damage to, say, the Winter Park Village? Which, by the way, is a nice um, uh, shopping center that's uh, oh. right down the street. Um, right down so the street pro- from this Pine Village? Um, no, no. It's the Pine, uh, Winter Park Village is right down the street. It is oh, from where you live. Right. For, Not Alex, from Pine Village. This is these are local. This is like within a very small geographic oh, okay. area. And just so um, I'm clear, where is this Pine Place in relation to you guys? Uh, like Pine Hills. General it's I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Okay, not too far. No. At the gates, essentially, to this person. I mean, it's Orlando. Everything's everything's like 30 minutes away, Pops. Like, it's, nice. As like, a city should be. It's caused major damage to, say, the Winter Park Village? Our downtown Orlando itself? Are we prepared? How do you prepare for something like that? I feel that no place is off limits anymore, and everybody must be ready, starting from the very top on down. I may be wrong, however. Nobody really expected a terrorist to shoot up a gay nightclub in downtown Orlando, killing 49 and wounding 53 earlier this year. So I love that this asshole is, like, throwing out a lot of crazy nonsense. And it's like, I mean, who knows? I mean, I never would have guessed that terrible terrorist thing that happened just down the street. It would happen. Just gonna slide that in. Just gonna slide that in. Remember that? Remember that just down the street? Huh? That happened. So what if the black people (laughs) had an uprising? (laughs) <laughs> and came down to, I, I don't know, attack Starbucks and the grocery store? They're going to take out Whole Foods? What are they going to do? Oh, they would like oh no. Oh, no. The mob has come. And they've, they've, they're going to take down these these boutique shops. And, ah. Uh, oh, no. they Ah. Look at them. They're, they're going to tear down that, that breakfast place. Okay. Not the first watch, Brad. Not the first watch. Alex, Alex, it's not a first watch. It's a it's much classier uh, place. Uh, I don't know what it is. There's a breakfast <laughs> place. I Like, what is this bullshit? I don't understand. I mean, that talk happens in Cincinnati. Well, that literally happened. A mob of people, I guess, did during um, a time well before we moved to Cincinnati. Or the Cincinnati area. Where there was um, rioting that happened, and I would say, uh, well, now it's very gentrified, but at the time, uh, very low-income uh, housing area, and yeah, people were mistreated, and there was a riot, and people freaked out. Is it going to happen in Orlando? No, not probably not going to happen. And I don't think they're going to riot for like, it, there's not going to be a riot that goes five miles from like. Uh, uh, down down a major street just to attack a shopping center like who wants to tear down a Starbucks like what are you talking about it's so crazy I would I'd be interested to know if a riot has ever taken a Starbucks out yeah why would you do that you can get coffee there like 
That makes no you sense. You can get coffee and internet there for free for at least an hour in some places. Some for unlimited. Some unlimited, Brad. Um, some some other some other neighbors responded. Um, there's a lot of responses, of course, and a lot of them are crazy and talking about guns and whatnot. Um, in some cases, protesters come from other states and are funded by agitators agitators such as billionaire George Soros. Along with the lying mainstream media throwing fire on the situation, which are also controlled by ultra-rich globalist agitators, five dot ellipses, what the media doesn't seem to ever really focus on are the good things or heroic things people from all different backgrounds slash race do, just in case you didn't get it, slash race, do for each other on a daily basis. They are family, neighbors, friends, employers, employees, etc., comma, period. I see people getting al- getting along around me. I'm from New York City, so I've seen almost everything, including the Twin Towers falling a few <laughs> blocks from my apartment. Wow. The police, the firefighters, and all of us were working together. It was the most devastating and heart-wrenching thing. But at the same time, it was an amazing feeling of togetherness. Of, of togetherness and pure love for each other. Just saying. All lives matter. Holy shit. A reason why we moved away from the immediate community to like the larger social medias that we've created. Can we talk about the ultra rich um um billionaire agitators? Like what? We can. We definitely need to talk about it because I didn't know that's how the world worked, Brad. I didn't know billionaires agitated communities for their own whim entertainments around our great nation, if not the world. I'm going to be straight up honest. Be if honest. I was a billionaire, I would do so much agitating. I would agitate things left and right. I see. That's the, that's where this conspiracy theory kind of, I think, gets a, at least like its foot in the door. Because, yeah. Okay, let's I, just say if Ramjack, as a collective mm-hmm. podcast communi- like, community, if we had a billion dollars, you can't. Of course we're going to agitate communities, right? I I'm think agi- it's- well, I, first I'm going to agitate people in general, like sp- specifics. I'm going to go after certain people and I'm just going to agitate them. Well, you've got to test the waters to see what you can you, you imagine do. with th- that kind of money, like the ways you could just fuck with somebody, make them think they're losing their <laughs> mind. Oh my God, it would be so much fun. I really wonder how much agitating Bill Gates. Donald Trump is presently agitating, but he's not a billionaire. He's just, you know. No. He might be a millionaire. He might be. Well, he's got apparently got what was it? A 60 600 million, 650 million, 40 He's got something? tremendous tremendous money, great money, lots of great money. Um he's going to use that money to fight the cyber. But does he have agitation level money? I doubt mm. it. I doubt it. Mm. But Bill Gates does. Now granted he has his little Gates Foundation that he does wonderful things, but I guess doing good in a community is also agitating in a way. But we're talking about negative agitation. Listen, right now, um, as a very poor person, um, the best agitating I do is get people to storm out of Facebook groups and quit podcasts. That's the best I can do as far as agitating. And is that a window into what you would do with a billion dollars in the agitation? Oh my god! Like I would, I would be, I would take my agitating to the next fucking a lot level. Of, a lot of people say. All right, let's just say hypothetically I get like tons of money. What would be the, like the first couple of things I'd do? I want to hear a new version of that question. You've gotten a billion dollars of fuck you money. What's the first thing you do to agitate the greater world? Brad, I offer that. What Name like three things you would do to agitate. The, the minute you see the billion dollars mm-hmm. in the account, 
What do you what do you go? Um, you go mm-hmm, and then you immediately start to agitate. What are the three things you agitate? All right, here's one. Um, X Files fans, <laughs> um, listen up, because there's not gonna be any more. There's gonna be no more fucking X Files. <laughs> We're stopping it. I, I'm gonna do whatever I can with my money to make sure there's no more X Files. But would you like stop X Files or would you? own X-Files and then hold the right and make nothing else happen. I mean, I'm trying to think of ways it would manifest. I'm thinking what you do is you buy it, get creative control over it with your mm-hmm. fuck you money, and then make it awesome and then piss all of the people off that loved the old X-Files. And then eventually you know, I... change the name. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, it's not X-Files anymore. We've changed the name. And then do a George Lucas and go back to all the old episodes of X-Files. Oh, Special yep. Edition X-Files! Special Edition X-Files and change them to be good. It's just going to be Digi commentary of pointing out what a douchebag uh, Mulder is. <laughs> and how That'd David Duchovny can't act. Brand new commentary tracks. You can't stream oh, X-Files without CGI. the commentary track now. I'm going to CGI in people like just giving David Duchovny shitty looks. Like, what did he just say? That doesn't make any fucking sense. That's I love this agitation game. What's what's something mm. else? I want to hear more of what you would agitate. Because this okay, is okay. a concept new to me. I didn't know this is how the world worked. <laughs> and now that I know it, it gives me hope. This is a game called Billionaire Agitator. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what else am I agitating? Uh okay, okay. Let me think. Let me think. Who needs to be taken down? I love that X-Files was so up at the surface for you. It's like, you know Listen, who I really wanted to agitate? X-Files. Listen, we did that last episode. We got that movie, second movie coming up, and then we get those new episodes. Like, I got to have a week off. It was so nice. Um, what am I agitating? Fuck. What do I hate? How about, what, how about through the rest of the show, if you come up with something else you want to agitate, just shout it out loud. All right, Alex, what do you want to agitate? Oh, uh, the first thing I would agitate was the one thing that everyone kind of didn't understand, and that's street parkers. What? People who park on the street oh, in neighborhoods where you should parkers. not. You, why, why are you parking on the street when you have, like, my new neighborhood, everyone has a double driveway. There's no reason to park on the street. Absolutely. Mm. Everyone has a garage and double, double, huge, ultra-wide Driveway. No reason to park on the street. So what are you gonna? How are you gonna agitate them? What are you gonna I'm do? I'm going to get drones, and when they're asleep, get super high-powered drones, like a fleet, mm-hmm. to come in and lift their cars off the road and park them in their driveways every night. <laughs> it starts at three o'clock or maybe two thirty. No one will be awake, and these drones just come in. They buzz. They come in, lift them up, and just everyone's cars in the driveway. And in the morning, there's chaos of like, what? Did I park in the driveway? See, I, I feel like you're almost doing a service. I feel like you need to you need to tweak it a little bit. Like, have the car in the driveway, except one wheel that's just, like, in the grass and messing up the lawn. Ooh. But see, I here's the difference. I My first agitation, I want to be subtle. I want to test the waters. I just want, to, I just want someone to imagine a world where we don't park on the street. I don't and think maybe you're that agitating, changes things. Though. I don't think you're agitating. I think you're just, you're picking up somebody else's toys. Well, true. And putting him up. You're like cleaning. A good steward of the world. You're not. You're not agitating. You're cleaning. Okay, so I've got to. I've got to do something that's spiteful, like directly. You have to do something spiteful. that would agitate someone. Well, then I don't want to do the car thing. I don't want to ruin anybody's cars or, or their day too much. Let's see. What would I agitate? Um, 
I'm not sure. This is so weird. It's like now, granted, X Files was at the top of your list. We understand it has, it has really done a number on you, Brad. And I, I got, I, I got a number two. I got a number two. Brad's got a number two immediately. I, I will come up with something. Believe me. It's just I, I this is the first time the seed has been planted in my mind. Brad, what's the second thing you want to agitate? Scooter bitches. <gasps> what would you do? All right. This is gonna take a while. I think. Um. This is the long plan, a long con, a long agitation, if you will. All right. Ah, uh, I mean, I, you really got to get to them. So I think what I'm gonna do. Okay, I gotta launch like a new buffet restaurant that is like crazy cheap, like great, like great value for money, and like so much, so much greasy cheese food. That's the name of it. So much cheesy grease food. Okay. Um. Three ninety nine for for lunch. All you can eat buffet. All you can eat, yeah. At at Crete cheesy grease restaurant. Um, well, you know what you're getting into with the title. I would say that it, you should have a a trough, like mm-hmm. take home box that if you can fill it, you can take it with you. Yes. Like at three ninety nine, there's not a human alive, especially a scooter bitch, that's not going to come to this restaurant. Exactly. Um, except one problem. Scooters won't. Scooters can't get in. Scooters that won't fit. Can you legally? You have. You have so much money. You can legally do whatever you want. I. I listen. Um. Actually, if you check, um. All the measurements fit uh, code. It's just for some reason, just the way it's constructed, the scooters can't seem to get into the restaurant. <laughs> or they can, but like, there's just. I got something rigged up, and it just like drains the battery. So they get like right to the door, and then it just. Boom. <laughs> they can never get in. They can never get in. The That's place they want to awesome. be the most, they can't get in. So many people just loving it on the inside. Oh, just having a party, just loving it. They can't get in, Alex. Can't get in. They want to be there so bad, but they can't. All the they things they would want. They can never be there. So many things they want. Four different kinds of cheese to squirt on things. Just molten, gross cheese. You can just put on whatever you want. Oh, is that fried chicken? Let me, let me, let me pump some cheese onto that. Would you like nacho cheese? Would you like some other sort of liquid cheese? There should be a we liquid cheese all. fountain in the middle of it. That's just mm-hmm. huge, like a Willy Wonka scale cheese fountain. And every hour, it erupts. <laughs> it is going. It is a. I'm. Bu- I want to build a restaurant at a huge personal loss to me. That is. It is heaven for a scooter bitch, and they will never make it inside. <laughs> you should advertise charging stations inside at every table. Like, make it seem like it's totally yes. scooter bitch friendly, but they can never get inside. For some reason, their scooters just will not... They and won't if, take them that extra three feet they would need to get in the door. And if they do, and if they decide, oh, I don't care, I'll, I'll just I'll get off of my scooter, and I'll just go into the restaurant, and I'll just sit down... Um, First of all, no one's allowed to get food for somebody else. It's not allowed. It's against <laughs> policy. So you have to get up and get it yourself. Um, second of all, it's, it's, we're going to make it so uncomfortable for them. They're they're not going to be able to like sit there. That's There's so much premeditate. Not, I know it's not premeditated. Oh, it's but there's a so long much thought con. in this. Yes. Yeah. We're, they're going to hate it. Oh, I, but at the same time, there's going to be this like um, campaign of everyone's going to be talking about how, how, what a great deal it is, how great the food is, how they can't even understand how it's a viable business model. It's going to be on television. Everyone's going to be talking about this. It's going to be the hot new chain. But these scooter bitches are never going to get inside. Never. Never. 
That's awesome. And it's gonna eat at them. And they're gonna lose their goddamn minds. Agitated. <laughs> I love this agitation game. I still gotta think. I'm not sure I'm not sure who or what I would agitate. But I there's ideas lurk. There's ideas starting. Who who annoys you the most, Alex? Is there a group? Is there a person? You can be one person. I don't know. With that kind of money, you've got to agitate like a larger group. I don't know. I mean, you could agitate Donald Trump if you wanted to. You could just agitate the fuck out of him. Eh. I mean, at that point, it's just kind of sad because it's Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, he's the worst. He's an asshole. But it's like dude. tremendous, tremendous, amazing businessman. He's tremendous. Great ideas. Great, brilliant, good ideas. Best idea, man. Tremendous. <laughs> what do you think it would take? I have a, an army of hackers, um, one of them being a 10-year-old boy, going through, and every image Donald Trump ever puts on the internet is immediately replaced with a version of him with, like, J, uh, with gift googly eyes on it everywhere. You cannot... You upload it seconds later, it's googly-eyed. It doesn't matter. There's a live video feed. Like, anytime he's live on television, augmented googly eyes. He can't I think stop you just... it. You can never... Never. I think you gotta make something with, cause like you know, like the, all the weird shit like he says about his daughter, like that weird, creepy, like, uh, like yeah. if she wasn't my daughter, I would be fucking her. <laughs> I've <laughs> like, seen. I saw like a small <laughs> clip of that. I want to say it was on John Oliver or one of the Daily Shows. And even his daughter's look is like, God damn it, Dad! Like, fuck yeah. off. He said it. He said that kind of shit so much. I think you like do something with that. Like, make him think he had a chance with his daughter, and then like. <laughs> what? And then, like like, set it up so that, like, he thinks his daughter is actually gonna have sex with him. And then, like, we do that straight-up Chris Hansen scenario. Like, full <laughs> out. That's what I would do to agitate society. I would fund Chris Hansen for the rest of his life. I would just give him, hey, Chris, here's a five, like, here's, what's a good hundred million dollars? Go to fucking town. Catch him. Just catch him. Catch em. all of them. How, have you watched any of these any of these new apps? I haven't watched them yet. They're all on YouTube, right? Yeah, I've been I've been posting them. I, I saw a new one came out today, so I gotta go. I gotta go watch them when we finish recording. That is the first thing I'll do after. We oh, record. it's so good! It's so good. Cause it's just it's just like you know like one predator catch. So they're like 15, 20 minutes tops, um, and you're just dealing with one pred. Oh man, there's some creeps. There's some real creeps. So they're just putting out like the best of. Are at least like a sampling of the full episodes, correct? No, no, these are the. This is the full. Oh, because wow! Because it's it's part of another show. It's part of Crime Watch Daily, um, but the Predator segments are just one segment of the show. That's awesome. That is awesome. So I think in this first round, I think they got like ten or twelve. So it's still hugely questionable. Obviously, uh, these guys shouldn't. It's 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 entrapment. You shouldn't be arrested for thought crimes but it's still like the best television ever like i just <laughs> i want to watch these dudes try to explain themselves oh, the pain. they said i was mad my eyes, they I, said uh, my science was wrong that it was evil there's something wrong now now i've created i can't see now i've taken the terror of spider's eyes uh, and grafted them to a human soul i can see i can see everything I can see the Brad? Yes. I have a few alarming trends I want I want to let people one be aware of. 
Okay. And also, I think we should come together as a group and prepare ourselves what we do in this situation should we find ourselves in them. The first one is something I'm sure everyone has heard about, but I think we should delve into. And that is mystery clowns all over the United States. Yes. What's going on? <laughs> How it... I've seen some videos that I hope are fake, but seem real, where some people have like surveillance cameras, and you'll see someone just in a clown suit slowly walk up to the front porch and just stand in their window for a little bit, like jiggle their doorknobs, and then just leave. Or even weirder things. I know there are some, I hope it's an urban legend, where they're like some... Some clowns were trying to lure children into the woods. Who knows if that's true? That even almost... Yeah, there's so much of this that is so questionable, but I, I love that this is happening because it's so ridiculous. And it's clearly a bunch of copycats or... Like, there's some there's some weird form on Reddit somewhere that explains what the hell this shit's all about. I think today but... something... T- uh, an article broke about how some policemen... And some policemen... I mean, obviously, some of these people get arrested because they're just menacing around. And they're like, what's going on? This is weird. But they arrested one guy, and he's just like, uh, I don't know who you'd think would do that. Very socially awkward, kind of like, uh, like he got caught. He's like, oh, no. Like, but it's like bullshit. You can't arrest somebody for dressing like a clown. Well, just because they're just because it's scary to people. Well, there's you're allowed to be scary. Well, you're not allowed to go up to someone's door and try to open it without them. Well, no, you're not allowed to do that. But and that's I think not he was doing that level of it, and it was like, you, you got to sure? get arrested. I don't know. If he didn't, then you're right. He probably shouldn't be arrested. They should talk to him if they suspect that he might be a little weird. Just be like, hey, you, why are you dressed up in a, in a Halloween costume when it's not Halloween? Yeah, guy arrested dresses kind of lurking in the woods. Um, blah, blah, blah. Doing what? Yeah, okay, and here's the statement. Dressing as a clown and driving, walking, or standing in public can create a dangerous situation for you and others. While dressing up is not in and of itself against the law, doing so in public and thereby creating an unnecessary sense of alarm is illegal. Are are there police shutting down cosplay events? Because there's a difference between someone in a scary clown outfit, that's weird and kind of creepy, and then... Cosplay, like can, but cosplay I would say is far more distracting than. Clowns. I mean, but these are like this is clearly like teenagers or people being these are being an asshole. Like, like these are teenagers being assholes. It's near Halloween. They're dressing up as a clown and they're trying to scare people. And you get to do that as long as you're not actually like bothering. It. You're not doing anything. Like, fuck off. I'm reminded of the one. Um, there was a prank video where they put people into an elevator unknowingly. And the elevator shook, and the lights went out, and then a trap door opened, and a little girl came into there, like dressed yeah. up like someone from the ring, and then the lights would come on, and people would just flip out. Except for one guy, who the second he saw the girl, grabbed her by the neck and started punching, just punching her repeatedly, <laughs> strongly. Yes. And he was just like, <laughs> yelling at his yelling at his wife. That might happen to these clowns. If these clowns like are just in the middle of the street, and a car comes up slowly, and the lights are on them... Nine times out of ten, people will stop and be freaked out and, like, back up or, like, move around or honk their horn. But someone's going to be like, nope. It's yeah, a clown but apocalypse and you just But you know what? That's the price kid. you pay for, like, fucking around like that. This, I kind of, you I'm can't. Kind of okay no, this that. is. You get to be an asshole. People, you're allowed to be an you asshole. To, you're allowed to be an asshole. Like, may, it's who knows? dumb. If you keep being an asshole, maybe there'll be a clown running for president one day. <laughs> 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 no. Or a big orange one. A big orange clown. A tremendous, a tremendous clown. A tremendous clown. You can see him on the cyber. 
<laughs> All right, so that's that's a trend alert to be aware of this. Uh, can we talk season. about? Because uh, I posted this, the article, um, Jackson, um, Tennessee Department of Safety warns about clowns in Jackson area. Now, what was that <clears> one, Brad? Catch your uh, readers up. Clowns may be inching closer and closer to Memphis. The recent clown panic <laughs> closer started. Closer to Memphis. <laughs> Yeah, this is a Memphis oh, news no. station. Brad, the we reason... were clowns in Jackson, and yeah, you guys I was going to say, like, <laughs> we could have been criminals. We Different like time. we. The recent clown panic started with complaints of clowns trying to lure kids into the woods in South Carolina. A few days ago, a teenager in Coffee County here in Tennessee reported being attacked by a clown. Now, the Tennessee Department of Safety posted an image they said was of two clowns seen around Jackson. Wasn't us. However, the department later removed the post and corrected to say the photo was not taken locally. However, it said the clowns have indeed been reported in Tennessee. Um, you dummies. You dummies. You said that this... I, that's the thing. This clown thing is, like, bullshit. It's like... Okay, some people were weirded out and it got posted to a thing. And then a lot of copycat teenagers started doing this because they're teenagers and they want to be assholes. And it's around Halloween and they're spooking people out. And now there's this crazy panic about clowns doing shit. And it's just a bunch of assholes. So what would you do if you're walking home, let's say, or walking anywhere at night. It's not Horror Nights, Brad. So you know that this is not like a sanctioned thing. And like, out of the shadows, a, 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 a clown comes out of nowhere. But like a scary, menacing clown, what silently clown? just watching you. I would just keep walking. Like I, I uh, it's a, it's a clown. Like you keep walking and you turn around for some reason, and the clown has been following you. Okay. Like I, I it's no different than than a person. I don't understand. It's not. Because it, it actually, Brad? in actuality, it's less it's less threatening than a person. Because I know that this person knows what they're doing, and they're just being an asshole. Well, I was about to say, well, first off, this is a person. I mean, let's not forget there's a person underneath the mask. But Brad, it, a person, a Brad, person is more threatening. Because tap who knows? tap on your shoulder, physical contact. You turn mm, around, it's like the that. clown. What the fuck do you want? Reaches up to their nose, <laughs> and then just walks away. Then I'll just keep walking. You kept your calm, and that's what's important. You yeah. can't lose your you can't lose your mind. You can't just uh, you can't have a temperament that's gonna make you go crazy on a clown and then like do something you'll regret. All of us will regret. Right. You got to be careful. So be careful. I guess is what we're saying. I like it's it's just like this is so fucking this is like razor blades and apples like you know what if kids were being lured into the woods by these clowns why aren't these kids like on every talk show in america talking about what happened why aren't we seeing the drawings the kids are doing of these clowns if this shit was actually happening it's such a good story the thing is it's such a good story and it's not really happening that much and nothing's really coming of it that's that's the reason that it's everywhere because it's an awesome hilarious weird creepy story but you never hear anybody that's like, you don't hear anything. It's not real. All right, Brad, we're about to hit something that is real. Israel? It's Benjamin Netanyahu? Not Israel. That's a scary clown. Not Israel. Um, I would agitate. I would agitate uh, BB Netanyahu. Nice. Um, Brad, this is real is what I meant to okay. say. Oh, I, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I, just, I slurred I my speech. I thought we were getting on the Israel segment of the podcast. <laughs> Um, and this is alarming. Um, 
But let me tell you a true story. Now, I can't mention names, and Brad, I, I ask you not to mention names either because I did put some links in the uh, email I sent you earlier. Oh. But let's just say that um, there's someone that I know. I Okay, I'll just go ahead. I'll prepare it in a different way. There's someone that my wife used to know as a friend in college. They were good friends, but for some reason, or they were friends, and but for some reason, throughout the course of college, they drifted apart. Happens all the time. Happened to sure. us, Brad. Not to us, like you and me. I mean, it was a strong sense for a while. But like other friends were like, ah, you know, that friend just kind of drifted off into their own thing. That friend, you know, whatever happened to that guy? Um, this happened to her. Um, but this woman uh, went on it's to be pretty... Clown. Is now a clown. No, she she went to be pretty successful. Um, she moved to California. She became a uh, a very successful, I guess, uh, PR person, and um, actually would go on to have articles posted on pretty, I guess, I don't want to say reputable. I I would say uh, head turning websites. Huffington Post. She's had articles posted on there about PR and other things. So pretty big PR person, making good money, making good money. Brad, this person had a problem with alcohol abuse. They um, they were alcoholic. They almost died from alcohol poisoning uh, weeks before their second wedding. So this was a person was in dire straits. Got out of rehab and realized that being in PR and the level they were at, a high roller, a big baller, required social drinking, and they just couldn't do that anymore. Good. That's a good decision. Decided to give up PR and her career and start a new career as a spiritual teacher and tarot card reader. Mm. And went and went all in. Went all in. Nope. 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 All in. No. Mm-mm. Now, I didn't know you could do this, but apparently you can have a digital tarot card reading. Made easier with um, iOS 10, Brad. I don't know if you know this, but there is a sticker pack of tarot cards, which oh. I guess you could give friends tarot card readings through iMessage. Oh, well, I now this get these now. Now, this lady, along with many others, she's not, she's not the only person to do this, to change career paths from something that's super profitable. Now, granted, she's doing it because she had an addiction. Well, okay, she's using that as an excuse to do it. I think you could probably be successful in PR without jumping, uh, without having to be a social drinker. Regardless, she wanted to, look, I respect her for wanting to cut ties with that kind of lifestyle, whatever you have to do to do what you need to do. It's totally fine. But then jumping directly into spiritual teacher sets tarot card reader, I think is a weird jump. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she's not the only one doing it is alarming. And that's why it's an alarming trend. Um, another person, now I don't know this lady, so we can use her name, but I'd have to bring up the article, says, the article title is, I left the CIA to become a psychic medium. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. 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 But it's happening, Brad. There's there are at least two people that I've seen in the same week, literally the same day. My wife told me this. I thought, wow, I gotta, I gotta bring this to Ramjack. Same day. Later that afternoon, saw the article. I quit the CIA to become a psychic medium. Coincidence or alarming trend? Doesn't matter. Just, we should be on high just, alert. 
Can I just read the beginning of this CIA to psychic medium? Means <clears throat> bread. I have a past life memory of being a psychic in the Roman government. What? My best friend from the CIA was a general who I worked for, and they used to parade us around the Colosseum. No, they didn't. No. What? <laughs> That's the first line? Jessica Brodkin used to be a CIA analyst. Tonight she's enthusing about the healing power of crystals and divulging stories from her past lives, complete with run-ins with St. Thomas Aquinas and interdimensional travel. No. Um, no. On the heels of her 35th birthday, she has an infectious laugh and the ability to, she claims, talk to spirits. She pays her bills by performing stand-up comedy and practicing as a Reiki healer. A practice in which she claims to enter people's energy fields to transform negative feelings into healing ones. Brad, this is happening. People are leaving their jobs and starting... Um... Can I just leave my job and be an asshole? Yes, you can. Because I would love to leave my job. Um, Can I leave my job and be an agitator? That would be... Well, you have to have, like, a lot of money to be at like, a high level. To be a real agitator, you can't just do it on the ground. You can't well, be, like, a real agitator. Well, someone pay me to just... Well, someone pay me just to get people to leave Facebook groups? Because I know how to do that. Now, you could hire yourself out to be an agitator for hire, in which mm. a lot of billionaires could come to you and be like, I hear... What'll happen is you'll be walking down the street, you'll look behind your shoulder, there'll be a clown following you. No big deal. It's another, it's another day in Orlando. Um... A limo pulls up beside. You hear like scurrying feet as the clown runs away. The window comes down. Get in. I hear that you are a agitator for hire. I want to hear right. your ideas. Agitator uh, for hire. Who do you need agitated? I'd like to think you get in the because uh, of course you're going to get in the limo. You can't Obviously. come on. You get in the limo and then you sit down. Someone raises an iPhone, hits a play button. And it's us talking about you being an agitator. Pauses. I want to hear more. <laughs> and that's how you become a professional agitator. Oh, please. Guys, just so you know, Brad is available for hires, professional I'm agitator. so available. Affordable rates for a billionaire, but you don't mind. That doesn't matter. Affordable rates, what does that even mean? I'm going to say that Brad is very competitively priced. You've got, you've got the money. You're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. You've got the money. I've got the agitating skills. He's a natural. I tried to I'm help gonna him. make this worth your while. Here's a compare and contrast. I tried to put cars in their parking proper parking spaces to help clean the street up. Brad I, I'm gonna get back at you people that annoy me way. by parking your cars. Brad had an That's... idea for a successful chain restaurant that also had to thwart a large group of people. <sighs> what was the first agitation thing? We just talked about it. I'm we, so sorry. First was scooter bitches. Um, then it was. Uh... I was going to have Trump and his daughter. Uh, I was going to do that. I thought there was one before that. No, there yeah, there's two. one in the middle. Um, oh, X-Files. Yeah, X-Files. X-Files was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Think about how niche this is and how ingenious it is. You've got to hire him. He's not cheap. Come on. He's not cheap. I know I said something. Whatever Twitter says about something being affordable, I didn't say that. I did not say that. The record will show what Can't I said. Can't prove it. Yeah. The record will show what I said. And I'm telling you now, it's not che- Brad isn't cheap. Those services come at a premium. Worth, a do- worth every dollar. Brad, that kind of salesmanship to these people who want the best don't care about price. Let me agitate. Just let me let agitate. Brad agitate. Let him agitate for you. 
I would love you to get in competing agitation things. Like, you're a double agitation agent from one mm. billionaire to another. Wow. Who's agitating who? <laughs> Alarming trends, Brad. Clowns are everywhere and people are quitting their jobs left and right to be assholes and market nonsense spiritual bullshit. <laughs> Quit your Look, job and be a clown and creep people out if you want to be an asshole. Quit your job and be a clown. Do what you got to do to get by, like, to help you, but don't peddle crazy spiritual bullshit. No. No. Yeah. I had a job that I hated, so I decided to be an asshole and steal people's money with lies. Mm. Fuck you. I was a re- I'm a reincarnated psychic medium from Rome. And my CIA boss was my general I reported to. I don't fuck knows. Fair enough. That's so nonsense. Like, but like, I, I, I was a psychic for the Roman government. That's so stupidly generic. You don't even know what you're talking about. Stupidly generic. I'm not even sure if that was a thing. Also, definitely not. Could fair. that be? Here's the pitch. <laughs> Because I think a lot of movie I, that someone just optioned a script off that premise alone, that first sentence, someone optioned. I guarantee you already. Oh, an agitator probably. has optioned that has been creeping around on the web. Like, oh, let's get agitating, and optioned. Manzies. People listen to podcasts. Podcasts don't listen to people, right? Ramjet podcast. I hear you. Brad, I got a, I got a field report. Bring we're, it. We're in fall in this yes. month of October, the spooky month of October. Whoa. And uh, for the first time, well, actually not the first time, but for the first time in my adult life, I went to a college football game. Ugh. Um, my wife's grandfather is in the University of Cincinnati's Football Hall of Fame. So her family has been pretty big into football for a while. Um, but her parents are super big into it. They go to every, almost every home game they have. Something they do, totally cool. I was invited along, and it was actually a very enjoyable experience. Really? I think football was played, but the stuff happening around the football game was, I don't, it was very interesting to me for so many reasons. I don't, I, I, I put a little, I was keeping a running commentary to myself on my phone during it, and I'd like to share that with you and the Ramjack listeners, if I might. Please. Now, Brad, Please. everyone knows Brad knows all the sports facts, so I'm not going to bore you with stuff about the football game, though I could, um, and I might in a second, but first let me, let, me, let me throw out some just ideas I had while I was watching this college football game. One of them was that marching bands make a football experience. Really? Hear me out. I've been to an NFL game, and it was kind of disappointing. It was entertaining in the fact that it was a spectacle. It's not like a baseball game where everything is kind of very lackadaisical. No one's watching the game. Like, it's very half-assed at this point, which, fair enough, baseball. Football, everyone's into it. Everyone is drunk off their fucking ass and just being belligerently angry at something. Football is, at the NFL level, if you're in the audience, good luck. You... You could get hit. Who knows what's going to happen? It's not a. It's definitely not a safe and/or family environment <laughs> at all. Um, but I think that could be curbed by a marching band because it was 
oddly impressive, the UC marching band. First off, UC was uh, going against another team in Ohio, Miami University, and these poor kids, these poor kids, all they had was their football team, a handful of people that drove down from the Miami area, and their marching band. And if it wasn't for their marching band, I don't know if those kids would be able to make it through that football game. Because their marching band was all they had. (laughs) Um, So the UC marching band does this weird ritual where they run onto the field from, I guess, ground level. It's ground level, and the field is a pit into the ground. So they're like, here's your marching band. They run down the aisles. And this is pretty steep. And they run into the uh, the football stadium, and they get in line, all playing at the same time. That takes that like that's that's marching band level over nine thousand because no, I've never seen my marching band experience is kids when we were in high school in the fucking Macy's, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Nowhere near as impressive as this was. They do some things that are kind of weird or scary. Mm-hmm. During their halftime show, which one of the groups did an ode to Michael Jackson. It was all Michael Jackson songs. Okay. <laughs> all right. That reminds me of a story I have to tell after this. Nice. The UC team uh, did a, a, a tribute to, and I, his name escapes me right now. How do I not? Glenn Miller, which was oh. awesome. Nice. During it, at Miller. some point... They came together in a triangle, not a triangle, a rec- like a square. Like they all kind of came in and were a diamond. Not a triangle at all. Not a triangle at all. Uh, two triangles right up next to each other. And they started to spin. And something about it was mesmerizing and kind of scary. I was like, what is happening? What is about to happen? Everyone's cheering. It's a good time. And then they're done. And then, I didn't know they did this, the marching band starts to play and they move toward the audience, like to all get in the line and then go off the field. But it's scary because I wasn't aware this happened or this was tradition. So they're done, they're in all their formation and all of a sudden they basically slowly charge the audience. I'm like, what's happening? (laughs) Why are they they playing really loudly and marching toward us? It's okay, don't be alarmed. It's just the marching band. That's what the NFL needs is a marching band. Why was I on high alert, Brad? Let me tell you about some real bullshit at a football game. <laughs> I mean, you just told me about marching bands, and I'm I'm not entirely sure that's not bullshit. But all right, go I ahead. I do trust. I it was it was pretty. I I I thought it was really cool. The marching band sold me. I was like, all right, this is this is part of what the magic of college football is, and I think it's one of the best sports if you're gonna like sports to like. For a lot of reasons, and maybe I'll get into that in a second, but let me let me hit these high points. One of the things that was kind of bullshit was that the ROTC had Gross. of UC had a presence on the field. Gross. Now, I, I'd like to think, and this was a theme throughout UC f- football, or I guess college football in general, is that there was a, a sense of trying to be very inclusive. Like, everyone was welcome and invited. They had the ROTC, I assume begrudgingly, because... Everyone was annoyed by their behavior. But not only did they have cheerleaders, they also had a dance team, which is supposed to be world-ranked. Could have fooled me. I didn't I didn't think that their dance routine was that great. Whatever. Ooh. Whatever. I don't want to Damn. throw shade on the dance team because the dance Damn. team is awesome. And the fact there are people of all types of uh, ethnicity and I would say body types, which is something that is a direct contrast to what 
professional football does with cheerleaders and how they treat women, it, it's just deplorable and horrible. Here, everyone was welcome. Not only that, there were people, I, the whole experience felt like it was tr like effortlessly including everyone. And I thought, I don't experience this in other sports at all. Baseball, I, no, not at all. Football, not at all. You're also in Ohio, which, like, as a state, is it's just white people. You, th but not at the UC football game. And I thought this is pretty awesome. How did they find non-white dudes? Because <laughs> let me ladies. tell you, dude. And when ladies. I was up for your wedding, when I was up for your wedding, like I was like, where is everybody? We've talked All about I see that. A white dude. Weird. Yeah, not the UC football game. Everyone's welcome. Tons of. Uh, it was. It was weird. It was almost like when I'd go to New York, when I went to New York and or Chicago or definitely London, and there's just like a, a mix of eclectic types. I was like, is is this football? This flies in the face of everything I know about sports in general. And one of the things I hate about sports, I was like, it just doesn't. This is this is different. Okay. One of the things you hate about football is its lack of inclusivity. <laughs> That's I, I want, very specific. I, I I don't like. It's just like this is all bullshit. Why are there just whitewashed bullshit? All this is for white people and their stupid frivolous entertainments. College football is for everybody. <laughs> At least in Ohio. Now listen, Brad. I say that to say that this also sadly includes the ROC, ROTC group. Gross. These people, Brad, the whole time I thought, I cannot wait to tell Brad about this because this is bullshit and everyone should fall <laughs> out on this. So normally they would just stand at attention by a cannon. I thought, is this for show? Why are they over there? Fully dressed up in uniform. They would wait. Anytime the team was about to score, they would set up a two-stage perimeter around the cannon, and they each had a place they had to defend in case someone came toward the cannon. This is all a game they're playing with themselves. No one gives a fuck about their RTC people, but they make a show of taking out these little cones and putting them on the ground, setting up a perimeter, and all, they all stand in between the cones like they're guarding the cannon. And if our UC makes a touchdown, the RTC people like stand at attention and they're ready, and then the people fire the cannon, and it is annoying as fuck. Uh. It's just a loud explosion that you can't have in a modern context. Fireworks are okay because we see something go in the air and then like it's fireworks. A random explosion happening at a at a large public event. You just can't do that. It sets up a panic in people. I don't. Maybe it's a tradition that's been around for a while. I'm sure it is. I can't. I can't even of... go as far as fireworks. Our marching bands, um, but definitely not cannons. And they would fire it, and then they would do push-ups to the amount of score, like the present score. So if there was like, Ugh, yeah. So all of this tradition, I'm like, guys, I get it, and I'm happy that you're included because I love this about college. Everyone's included. I appreciate gotcha. it. Gotta measure my dick in public. And if it wasn't for the guy who was in charge of them, I guess their drill sergeant, being overly serious for the, what they were doing, I would have been like, all right, let's let it slide. The cannon is annoying and weird, and I would say definitely unneeded. Guys, you got, come on. <laughs> you, you can't do this. Not, no. Let's just, Yeats. maybe we just let that tradition go. Cause it's, you're gonna, you're scaring the kids. You can't, you can't do that. Um, something that <laughs> was hilarious. 
and not directly tied to the sport itself, was that the concession stand that I went to that was closest to our venue was stair-stepped to where the people serving uh, guests were lower, like a foot lower in a pit. And it was weird because it made everyone working look really, really short. And they had to like reach up to you and you had to bend over to give them stuff. It was hilarious to watch people interact this way, like leading up to the line. That's bizarre. It was very bizarre. There's a lot of bizarre things. There was a guy I thought was a magician. Turns out he wasn't. But I promise promise you on the sidelines, his job was to produce from seemingly nowhere a tiny tent that... I, I, I looked over Chancellor. Oh. There were so many little things I saw, like, what the hell's going on? But I was entranced at this point. I looked over, and this guy, there was a player beside him. He reached over, and it, I guess the tent was collapsed in between two things, and I couldn't see it. But I promise you, Brad, it looked like out of nowhere he pulled a tent and, like, whoop, it manifested. And I thought, a magician! Because <laughs> what else do you need in a football game? We got marching bands. We got ROTC blowing cannons. Of course, there's a field this magician. This is the worst event ever you're describing. <laughs> no, 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 Brad. Trust. It's a fun time. I loved it. I God, who are you? Like, did you did you write any new Amazon reviews this week? Well, while What's I was there, happening? actually, I was encouraged. No. So he produced this tent out of nowhere. This guy gets in it, changes clothes, and then when he's done, the magician takes pulls the tent off the top of him, and it whoop, vanishes. Wait, I'm wait, wait. Who's changing clothes and why? A player. Now, this is my question, too, because, again, I thought it was a magic trick at first because I thought, of course, we have a field magician. I guess he's running around with the cheerleaders. I haven't seen it until now. But so no. players... What happens, sometimes, obviously, like, equipment gets torn or, like, something comes undone underneath your uniform or your uniform needs to be changed. So they go into this magic tent and the magician pulls out his tent and you go in and you just change on the field because I guess there's not time to go to the locker room. You're in between plays. Um, and then the magician takes his tent away and it's, like, all suddenly... Football that your clothes can't make it through a football game? Dude, what do you mean? It's a full-contact sport. What are you talking about? It's clothing. Like, I mean, sure, but, like, can't we just design clothing that can withstand a game of football? I don't, Brad, I don't know about clothing. But what I do know is what I mistook a a routine wardrobe change for a magic trick. And I promise you, from a distance, it looked just like a fucking magic trick. A tent pops out of nowhere. Player goes in wearing black. Player comes out wearing full red. And not even out wearing full red. The, The magician, like, yanks the tent off and the tent disappears. And I'm like... What's going on? Like, did anyone else see that? Everyone else said, oh, that happens all the time. Don't make a big deal out of it. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't not make a big deal out of this. Magic just happened. I didn't know magic was a part of football. I've only watched the NFL. They don't have marching bands or magic, so I don't know. Um, Why can't they just... I don't... I, I, they, so they, their clothing is in such dire straits, they must change immediately. Um, but they can't, like, leave the field to, like, go to wherever the fuck, the locker room or whatever, and, like, put on, like new football clothes like i don't understand how this works at all oh no my football socks have been damaged help give me a tent well i say there's a run in your stockings boy (laughs) quick get the magician (laughs) does someone say magic i really want them to be a magician i know he's not like it's just a and looking at him he didn't look like a magician he didn't have sequins on he just looked like another guy but I was entranced by the magic he pulled on the field. Oh. What I'm advocating is that the NFL bring marching bands into the stadium, and maybe, just maybe, in all sports, if you have to change on the field, instead of having just some guy who's like a normal dude running around, 
hire a magician and make a production out of it. My advice is let's get clothes that will withstand a game of a sport. Well, most sports you do you do last. Dude, it could be anything. Again, like it could be maybe something coming kind of buckled. Maybe he needed to put a Band-Aid on underneath his clothes. I don't know, man. Full contact sport. But they don't do it in hockey, and that's a full contact sport. And I don't. Yeah. And they don't do it in rugby. How long is a football think. game? But then again, I've never seen a magician on the field before, so I don't know if this is common. I don't know. If you're if you're damaged in such a way that like, I I don't know. I I just don't understand at all. I feel like if your clothes are damaged in such a way that you need a complete fucking change, you should probably be injured. Like, I don't understand how that doesn't happen. Maybe there was more magic in the tent than I knew. Maybe, I don't know. Brad, there's a few other things I want to hit before we move on to Archie. In college football, when you make a touchdown, um, you earn the right to celebrate in the end zone. And this is awesome. (laughs) The first time I saw it, I wasn't sure. It was It was like everything in this football game was like football was just being shown to me for the first time. They brought up one of the cheerleaders, or what I call the bannerman, because he actually had a flag, out of produced a giant flag, and he ran through the end zone. The band was going nuts. The cheerleaders for the other team, Miami, got together. They did a weird three-person pyramid that fell down into a helicopter, like a human helicopter, and were doing spins as the bannerman ran between them, and the band was going crazy. I had never seen that level of celebration ever on the football field, and it was pretty awesome. What was even more awesome was the drama on the sidelines. Because when the bannerman came up to our bannerman or our cheerleaders, he looked at the other male cheerleaders, and you saw I saw him visibly because I could see their faces from where I was. He looked the boy, the other cheerleaders up and down and like gave a little smirk and then ran over to the other side of the field. I thought, oh shit. <laughs> This is crazy! What drama's happening on the sidelines I never knew was happening. That's cool. There was a lot of times where, like, both teams would do that, and it was just neat. Like, it just added to the crazy spectacle that is college football. Um, there was a kicker, Brad. Now, anyone who knows me in football, it's football. Until I saw this college football game, I was like, it's another stupid sport. Who gives a fuck? I guess it's fun to be there and enjoy, I guess an event like anything, but eh, I could really take it or leave it. It's not my go-to. But I do make fun of the kicking game um, because I heard it once on a football broadcast and I just go to it. It's my way of kind of poking fun at it. So I'm serious about the kicking game of sports. Brad, the kicker for the team, had a bad night the night before the game because I could see him practicing on the sidelines and you could tell something was weighing hard on him. And I was like, holy shit, is that kicker gonna be okay? Everyone's like, oh yeah, it's normal. I was like, no, look at him. And you could tell like every time he would kick, he would kind of like, like, fuck. And like, he would look over and like people would come over and like pat him on the back and encourage him. I was like, what's wrong with this kid? I felt for him, my heart went out to him. I'd like, I want you to know, first kick, flawless. Made the first points of the game. Fucked up the second kick really bad. I don't think I've ever seen a kick that bad. I don't think but that's, I could but that's, kick a football that bad. But that's because his turtle just died. That's probably what it was. Like, I was speculating the whole time. You think his turtle died? <sighs> I didn't say turtle. I was thinking, like, did he have, like, a, a bad study group? Like, did his girlfriend break up with him? Did his boyfriend break up with him? Is he ha- what's, what's happening? 
third kick was excellent. Like he, he redeemed himself. But you, you could, I could see him, and I could tell something's weighing on that kid's mind. Mm-hmm. I think he needs help. Um, and that's the other thing. The main thing that came out away from the football game is that these are children. Mm-hmm. That was the weirdest part. Yeah, and they and, shouldn't be playing that game because they're going to get brain damage and that's die. The th- well, the, the football, besides the point, yes, that's right. I, there's not. There's a lot of things why you shouldn't play football. And a lot of football, especially, again, the NFL, well, even college football, like they exploit these players. Like They get a free education. What the fuck does that even mean? Um, but all of them are kids, Brad. From the marching band to the cheerleaders to the bannermen that are like throwing shade on other teams to the the magician was a man, but um, all of these are children doing all they can to try to put on a show for all these people in the audience. Most of them alumni. Like there was one section there were students, but the rest of them are like people who have graduated, and they're quick, trying their hardest. Quick, quick correction, Alex. Magicians are never men. <laughs> <laughs> never. I'm sorry, a warlock. Um, of a uh, from times you're never a, if you if you if you're a magician you're never a man never a man so yeah <laughs> but these kids are trying their hardest to put on a good show and the whole time I thought these are fucking kids yeah they're children like literally that that kid may be 19 at all yeah. at the oldest a non-traditional student out there might be 25 26 out on that football field but no. They're in their young, they're children putting on this giant production. I, this is crazy. All these kids have majors, Brad. <laughs> that was something else. I thought every one of these kids is trying their hard. They're taking well, the majority of their Saturday to put on this show. All of them have their own issues and their own personal lives. All of them have a major. All of them have homework. This is crazy. Like this is super impressive for these children to to do this. I, for some reason, I was completely enamored by it, and I was like, oh my god, these are just children putting on this show for us. I don't know what the magician's doing. I don't know why did the you, magician's did you, here. Now, did you write a review about the experience on Yelp, maybe, or uh, just somewhere somewhere you can put your local reviews? No, I didn't know that you could go on Yelp and leave reviews for something could, that wasn't a food place until recently when they showed me a commercial for it. I bet you could get on Nextdoor and leave a review. Just well, let your I neighbors could go know. to Nextdoor, but I don't, I don't know about that. Because I don't want to... While I while I enjoy the college football game and there was enough novelty happening around the sport, which the sport itself is, I guess, entertaining if you take out all the parts that make it bad, like the sexism in the NFL and like you said earlier, Brandon, we all know these players playing and ultimately the chances are getting injured and fucking up their entire lives and are getting the brain damage as well, not just like other other physical things. And not getting paid and having to work crazy hours in addition to their schoolwork to try to maintain this show that we're putting on for people. Besides that, the sport is fun in its own way, like any sport, I guess, is to a level. But there's something about this game. It could be the souvenir cup I bought that had the fight song on it. It could be the ritual leading up to it that was in... There was so much ritual. Someone, they were skydivers that landed on the field with flags and, like, smoke bombs. It was a weird extravaganza. The worst part, I would say, or the one part that I was like, come on, and maybe I was just entranced, was when the UC team, like, the whole stadium booed the other team when they were when they came out on the field to, like, introduce themselves. And I felt so bad for those, because these are all children taking time out of their day to put on a show for everyone. And it's like, and welcome to the field, the Miami team. And they'd run out their banners. Everyone's like, yay, we're Miami. And everyone's like, boo. 
get on the field, boo. And I thought, no, that's not nice. These kids are taking their time to do something for you. That, that's, I'd have waved my finger at the whole lot. No one saw me. Maybe the magician. Hmm. <laughs> and that was You could amazing. agitate that audience. What would you do, Alex? Here's the thing. The more I'm talking about this, the more I'm like, maybe we could agitate some people. I don't know how yet. Whether it's like seeding Miami. Well, that might cause a riot if you seed, like, because it's common football practice. I guess the whole thing of we've got to protect our field and... I mean, come on, there's a freaking cannon with a false perimeter around people pretending to play army on the field. Like, it's bonkers. I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's bonkers what's happening. But for some reason, it all culminated to what I would say is more than a fun ride. And I, for, I genuinely enjoy the football game. And that's weird. And maybe I don't know who I am anymore, Brad. This is a scary, spooky. I certainly don't. This is a scary, spooky holiday season. I'm writing reviews on things and I'm watching football games getting enjoyment. I don't know, but I do know one thing. What is that thing? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. I don't really... No, I was going to say that. I forgot your thing. I, I, I don't... I don't... I don't know where I was going with that. I honestly don't. <laughs> nice. Amazing. Amazing. This is what's happened, Brad. This is what's happened. But I, I would say I did enjoy college football. And if I go back, I'll try to find funnier, novel, more novel things that happen. All right. And I'm going to get to the bottom of the magician mystery. <laughs> please, please do. I want, I want photos. I want explanations. Brad, I need you to explain something to me. Oh, boy. Halloween Horror Nights, full effect. What happens there? Um, Off the beaten path. <laughs> uh, talk about some kooky things. Manzies. Always kooky things. Um, so, I've seen the Bill and Ted show now. In nice. fact, I've seen it twice. Wow. How many times have you gone to Universal Horror Nights just now? Um, like, um well, because uh, well, because I was sick last week, so I didn't go last Friday, but I went Thursday and Saturday, so I've gone four nights now. All right. So, uh, so yeah, twice. And I'm probably going two or three this week. So, so I, yeah, I went to I went to me I, me and Dan went Thursday, and uh, we're like, all right, well, let's let's see the Bill and Ted show. Let's just get it out of the way. It's the, one of the only things left that we haven't done. So, all right, we do it. Um, but then Saturday, um, when I went again, I I got there at a weird time um, because I had like a pass holder early entry thing, and so I went I went through a couple of houses really quick, and then I got out of one of the haunted houses, and I kind of walked like right past the Bill and Ted entrance, and they were like, oh, um, everyone that's here for early pass holder entrance gets into the uh, priority seating to the Bill and Ted show. And we're going right now. So I was like, ah, fuck. I'm right here. Like, literally. Like, I walked pretty much to where they were lining people up. And I was like, well, I might as well. Because there was only, like, 40 people there. So I was like, well, alright. I guess I'll see it again. Because, I don't know. I'm right here. <laughs> Why not? I don't have to sit down. It's, it'll be a little cooler, I, I guess. Um... It's always fun for me to try to explain what the fuck this show is. Um, I will say, I don't think it was as boring as last year. It's still terrible. It's still garbage. Um, but it was not as... Because last year was just forgettable and boring. This year was just stupid garbage. The show starts off, and these scantily clad girls come out, and I'm, I'm like, oh, they're cheerleaders of some sort. I can't really figure it out. They've got, like, these white uniforms on. Like, uh, the tops are, like, white, but they're, like, hard, like, it's, like, a plastic thing, and I, I'm like, I don't understand what this is, and then I realize, oh, they're stormtroopers, 
They're supposed wow. to be stormtroopers. Couldn't because they weren't wearing like, helmets or anything, and obviously they're scantily clad. There's not a lot of uniform there, but eventually you realize, oh, they're supposed to be stormtroopers. Didn't pick up on it for like longer than it should have been. Um, okay. So they're dancing around. Then they stop dancing around, and then Bill and Ted arrive in the phone booth, and they're like, oh my god, where are we? Oh, we're on Rilo Kins. <sighs> wow. Fucking Rilo Kins. Oh, God, what is it? Like, his fucking playroom. What? His rumpus, his rumpus room. And then, Wow, I was not expecting that to go there yeah. so quickly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and so we, we're in a room. There's, like, a, there's a red box machine and a bunch of cereal, like, um... Yeah. Wait, breakfast cereal? Breakfast cereal. Like, he's Why? got a bunch of different kinds of breakfast. Because he's a child, you know? He's, there's beanbag chairs. He's a baby. Um, so then Kylo so are, Ren So the ladies are out. babysitter stormtroopers? Like, I don't... No, they're just saying he's childish. Okay. All right. Oh, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. So then uh, Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Rilo Ken, uh, comes out, and he's he's got a big giant mask that's really big, and they can't understand what he's saying because he's got a weird voice in his mask. So is, then he, is anyone laughing in the audience at this? <sighs> Who the fuck? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just like... You're tuned out. You're like, eh, uh, I'm just watching it. I'm like, I don't I'm know focused. what's happening. This is dumb. I mean, we're, we're going for the, like, the lowest... Hanging yeah. fruit, the easiest jokes you can make. Again, we're we're like two minutes in. This is nothing. So <clears throat> then he's like, "Hey, um, do you guys want to? I've got my own red box. Do you want to watch something? Hey, how about Batman versus Superman?" And no. so then, <laughs> Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman come out, um, and they play uh, um, cards versus humanity. Um, <laughs> this is a show. This is a yeah, this stage is a show. show. This is a show. Oh, but then they get into a fight. But then they make up because their mom has the same name, and they dance or something. I don't know. Eh, they're friends, and then they're friends. So I'll right, we'll give that a one star when I give it back to Redbox. No, thank you. All right. So then, uh, then they're like, oh, and then Kylo Ren's like, oh, I gotta go and do something. Hey, have you seen the new Fuller House? Watch that while I leave. And so he presses a button, and then out onto the stage, um, like, two girls that are supposed to be Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen come out, and they're saying Full House catchphrases, and then John Stamos comes out. The John Stamos was there? (laughs) Not even. Oh, Um, okay, okay. He comes out, and then he's like, oh, he's gonna fuck the girls, and, uh, they leave, and, uh... After that, uh, some girl uh, walks out on stage uh, trying to find Pokemon, and uh, then she wanders off. Oh, a Chewbacca mom uh, comes out. A Chew- oh, okay. Yeah, that woman second, with the mask. I really thought you were referencing Chewbacca's mother comes out. And I, I wish. thought, okay, that's, I wish. that's the weirdest turn, but most interesting turn that's happened so far. Nope. Just that bitch, uh, just they're making fun of that woman with the mask. Uh... And then I think they have a halftime show where Beyonce comes out and uh, then Hillary Clinton interrupts her and is like, hey, Beyonce, I'm, I'm cool with you. Look, look, I've got hot sauce in my purse. And then Hillary Clinton takes hot sauce out and pours it over her chest. And then Hillary Clinton dances around with Beyonce and... Uh, wow. 
Uh, and you look at your watch, and it's like, oh shit, it's we're ten minutes in. So uh, <laughs> then, uh, uh, then Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are playing Super Smash Brothers, uh, but uh, the characters they choose are Abraham Lincoln and uh, John Wilkes Booth, and uh, Lincoln wins. And then uh, somebody else does it, and it's the bear from The Revenant, which is the Halloween at Higher Nights bear costume. Whoa. So it's the closest we're going to get to having the um, the bear, but they were saying it was the bear from The Revenant. Been like, oh no, it's actually, it's actually Blue from uh, Jungle Book. And then they make fun of Disney's Jungle Book show. And uh, uh, what happens after that? I... Uh, then I think uh, they f- we find out that uh, uh, Rilo Ken has a has an evil plan that he's up to, and they do- you know that SNL skit where it's Kylo Ren and he's being undercover boss. Yeah, they do that. They just straight up do that. Oh, they geez. have him wearing they have that guy wearing that same outfit and he's like I'm not him I'm that guy whatever that guy's name was. They just do that. They just do that. You I don't think that's allowed. No, they I just don't do it. I think that's allowed. No, they just do it. Right, I'm pretty sure that's not allowed. No, they just did it. So, but how authentic is it? Do they go through the whole motion of, hey, I killed this dude's son. Here's a card. Sorry, I killed your dad. No, no, he's just dressed up like he's dressed up in that, that sketch. Okay, so they just they just do the, they just, like, they the most minimal it. amount to reference it. Okay. Yeah, they just did it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that, they... Uh, uh, oh fuck! What happens? Uh, um, Bill and Ted are still trying to figure out what the evil plan is, and then uh, Rilo Ken comes out again, and he's got who he's like, "Hey, I think you guys were snooping on me, and I can prove it because I've got the sheriff from uh, making a murder." And then that guy comes out and plants some evidence. Is the audience? How is the reaction at all? They are entertained for the most part because it's like dummies like i don't know the people that like this are like oh my god they references yay i mean yeah it's i, family I recognize that stage. i'm able to recognize something yay uh i will say the second night i watched it um they did boo hillary when she came out which was kind of awesome and they cheered for bernie and booed for hillary bernie they, was, they, what, what happened when did bernie get in the mix they, they did they bernie for a second like um he, pull, he pulls up a, dumb, a Bernie dummy, and he's like, oh, I think Bernie's dead. But for a second, it's like, you see Bernie Sanders, and everyone cheered. But then he's like, oh, I think Bernie's dead. And then Hillary came out and was like, I'm here for your votes. And then she walked away. It's, so it's what happened? So, um, oh, and then they do a so segment. So SNL skit happened out of nowhere. And then... Yeah. Um, and, then and then he says, oh, you should watch this new show. It's called Gotham's Got Talent. And then the arrow comes out. The and, arrow? <laughs> yeah. And he shoots the... He shoot, he's going to shoot an arrow off... He's going to shoot an apple off the penguin's head. And he misses, so he stabs the penguin. And then the suicide dance squad comes out, and they dance. Yikes. And then they go away. And then we find out that uh, the evil plan all along was to make them fight each other. And, uh... Uh... Rilo Ken uses his Jedi powers or Dark Force powers or whatever the fuck to make Ted fight Bill. And so then it's just a big versus battle. And so they're summoning people to their side. And so 
Bill and Ted have got the the female Ghostbusters on their side, and they're like, we can take any ghost, no matter how big or small. So Kylo Ren chooses the ghost of Muhammad Ali. What? I don't know. It was very bad. It's a very bad show. <laughs> uh, a roller coaster ride, for sure. Yeah. But Sound of Fury symbolized nothing, really. Yeah. Um, then we find out that the, the secret plan all along was uh, Rilo Ken's working for his dark master, who's Donald Trump. But then Donald Trump's like, you're doing a bad job. You're supposed to get me votes from millennials. And no one likes you. So then they turn on him, and then they decide to just dance and all everybody's friends, and that's 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 the kind of the end of the show. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the tribute to uh, I forgot the tribute to David Bowie. Um, because <laughs> then okay, they now have. You say a tribute? Was it genuinely like, oh guys, I let's mean, get serious for a second? I mean, we finished the show, and this is generally the part of the show where it's just all right. Now's big dance numbers and things, but we have a sexy David Bowie come out. Um. And she dances, and they play a Bowie song, and everyone kind of salutes, and it's a tribute to Dave Bowie. And then we have another, we have like a, then we have like a sexy uh, a Jared from uh, um, Labyrinth come out, and we do another um, sexy tribute to David Bowie. And we're like, okay, that's kind of awkward, but all right, whatever, I guess. Then we do the Prince tribute, <laughs> and we have two princes come out, and then we, we do two Prince songs. Like, just snippets of the song, right? Not not the full song. Ah, most of the song, like... I mean, I guess you've got really, to pad your timing given the, sh- really, the show you just explained I mean, to me. I mean, these shows, it's always, like, half, like, you know, like at least half, like, sexy dancing, but I... See, I... That's news to me. But this one, it was, like, weirdly spaced to, to have these tribute things, and I'm like, listen, your show is bullshit. Um... <laughs> Like you, you like we don't need a tribute to like great artist for like it's unnecessary. If you weren't a Halloween Horror Nights faithful or someone who saw the original Bill and Ted movies, the reboot of Bill and Ted that's rumored to be out is the only thing keeping your show relevant kind of. They've been doing this is the 25th year they've done the Bill and Ted show. I know. 25 years of this. It is so fucking stupid. I don't understand. I don't get it either. This is so weird. Bill and Ted is the one movie they they cling on to, and I guess if you have a property, milk it for everything. I guess it doesn't charge money to get in, right? Other than just come to horror. Night. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it, there's like three shows a night. I just I it's so it's so insane. Like, Do you think it, it's fun for the actors? I mean, who wrote this stuff? Is it all just, let's just come together and make something? Is it just, like, workshops, like, in an improv thing over and over until they're like, all right, this is what we kind of want? I mean, I, there's I mean, there's people at Universal. This is their job. This is what they do. Like, they create these shows. I mean, there's, like, little shows and things. It's just, it's so bad. Because it's just reference after reference and nothing holding it together. And it's just so much and so nothing and not funny. The only joke is... Oh, I recognize that thing you're saying. Which That's isn't it. a joke. Which isn't no, a joke. It's the laziest thing you'll ever see. And it's so much. And then, like, the tributes. Like, I don't... What are you doing? The tributes thing is what catches me off guard now oh. more than ever. 
because... When it happened, I was like, oh, that's weird. Because if it was just like a second, but then they just do a whole thing. And the thing is, all the characters like on this, like line up on the stage, and they're like applauding with, like, when sexy David Bowie comes out. That's weird. How many like, people are on stage? Oh, Give me an idea. I'd say 30. That's a lot. That's a lot of people yeah. on stage. Probably more. I don't know. It's a lot. Do you remember what songs they did from Bowie? I'm uh, not off the top of my head. Obviously, Dance Magic Jance from The Labyrinth. Yeah. Duh. Like, that's the best song from The Labyrinth. Yeah. And I don't know what the first one was. It could be. And David, David's got yeah. a lot of good songs. Really great songs. But the Prince songs. I know, Purple Rain. They did Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Purple Rain. What was the other one? <sighs> I can't remember. I, I saw it twice. I'll, I'll probably never see it again. Let's be honest. If you come in the same situation, hey guys, come on into the line. You're right well, here, look, Brad. Because it was like I was like, oh, good. Because like the, the the first night we saw it, me and Dan were like we were like on like the second row, but we were like far, 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 far house left. So it was kind. Of, it was a little obstructed on some things. So I was like, I just want to see this from the front because I know I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, and I know I'm. I just want to be able to remember what the fuck happened on this show. Brad, to have seen it twice, you just recounted. I assume very accurately because there can't be much more to the plot. I, I mean, I'm just like, I keep thinking there's, oh yeah, at one point Deadpool came out and then Deadpool died. Oh, and Pokemon Girl came out a couple more times and Pokemon Girl died. I don't know. It was a lot of bullshit. So weird. It's such nonsense. I want to I see it someday. I want to see uh, it someday I'm sure it'll be on YouTube. You. No, I want to go see it live sometime. Ooh. I want to go down there so I can experience this myself. You need I need to, to see. You I need, need to, to make s- it happen. I need to see how this works. I, I what would you're love explaining to-, to me sounds crazy. I don't know if in the mo- what if it's one of those times when I'm down there and you're like, Alex, you're not gonna believe this. You look over and halfway through, I've got this weird mesmerized look on your face, and you're and you're like, and then oh, you come fuck, back on the, podcast, the football listen, thing all over again. It was the craziest thing. Everyone, all these characters, they come out and they're dancing around. And everyone's having such a good time, and it's just amazing. And it's it's a transcendent event. Like everyone's just dancing. And all these characters are having so much fun together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, imagine magic. The first time you saw Magic Mike too, and the first time you went to a UC football game, and it's that. It's that all over. But with again. pop culture. But with every, but with everything you've loved from the past year and Bill and Ted. And then, and then Chewbacca mom puts on a puppy monkey baby mask. Oh my God, it's hilarious. Brad was there. He'll vouch for it. It was terrible. It was what? Fucking terrible. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a little worried to see this personally because I don't know what'll happen to me in the moment. But that's that's interesting, man. Thanks for the re. Given that though, no one needs to see this, right? You wouldn't advise no. someone seeing it. Brad's Never. summary was more than enough, and honestly, it's not by fault of yours, of friend. But it sounded like bullshit, and that's not your fault. You sold it better than they probably ever did, ever will. It's like, oof. there's also a fart joke. Oh god. I mean, obviously, but it's like John Wilkes Booth farts at Abraham Lincoln. No. No. Cool. Pass. Cool. See, I think I could be on... I, I think that I could get carried along with it until one of those, and then I'm done. I'm like, flagellant jokes, done. Yeah, it was great until the flagellant joke, done. I'm out. I don't know. Alex, I don't know you anymore, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe you would well, love it. You'd be myself. like, oh my god, that was the best joke. I don't know. I don't know. You're a mystery. <laughs>
Grand Jack's suffering will be legendary, even in hell. Friends, it is that super spooky time of the year when we talk about Archie's weird mysteries. What's that sound? Archie's Every time we run into a spooky show or movie, uh, we try to summarize it as well as we can in under a minute, or in in the span of a minute. If you go over, you've forgotten something. If you go horrendously under, you're a chump. But if you can hit that spot between 55 seconds and a minute, you're a hero. But that's not enough. Not in this day and age. Not in this time. What you need is a brave heart, Brad. Mm. To do that, you need to get a minute from the dot. Oh boy. Now, you got your work cut out for you. A lot of stuff happens in this episode. Yep. We've both never seen this before, so there's even more to kind of explain. But it's characters oh that we know and love. Indeed. Indeed. So, I've got a minute on the clock. You tell me when you want me to count you in. Oh boy. Um. What's the name of the episode one more time? This is Halloween of Horror. Ooh. Fuck it. Take me in. Let's do it. <laughs> on go. Three, two, one, go. All right. It's spooky Halloween time, and everybody's going to the Halloween party at Veronica's place, including the evil vampire lord Medlock slash Medstat slash Monsanto, whatever. Um... <laughs> He's, um, previously, obviously, as we all know, he was turned into an old decaying vampire, um, but his sexy lady vampire pal, um, has been hanging out with him, and he decides, oh, wait, I know, I'll just steal your youth and become young and powerful again, so he does that, but she's like, oh, no, now I'm old and weak, and so she goes to warn Archie and the gang, um, because she's upset that he stole her life essence or whatever. Also, Veronica's the chosen one, obviously, um, but not really, because she wasn't. It's all about friendship and be- not betraying your friends. And in the end, Scarlet um, turns on him and she ascends to heaven and he turns into dust. That's the episode. <laughs> I have 58 seconds. Oh! I'll take it. Dude, definitely take it. it. Definitely take take it. it. I'll take it. That's a win. That's a win. That is a solid win, friend. Wow. Wish I had time to talk about everybody's costumes. Wish I had time. Yeah, two seconds is just... I mean, there was a reason why you had the two seconds. If you'd have gone any more, who knows what would have happened. I appreciate it. Um, So, this television show... Mm Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was only on for a few seasons. One season. 33, wow. 33 episodes in that one season, though. Okay, so it had a good... Because it had a chance to have reoccurring characters. It's it's essentially Archie meets Scooby-Doo meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Yeah, At least that's what this one seems like. There seems like... No, every mind. episode. It's it, okay. This show is called Archie's Weird Mysteries. It's all wacky supernatural and sci-fi antics with Archie and the gang. But with a kind of... I, I I hesitate to say like a Baywatch Nights level craziness, but this episode was pretty crazy. This is Baywatch Nights for Archie. This is yes, exactly. It's yes. exactly what Thank this you. is. I was timid to say it, Brad. It opens showing like cards of like scenes coming up in the episode. Don't know what that's about. I'm guessing it's supposed to reference like 
I, I don't know if it's tarot cards or something. It's kind of weird. But there's someone talking about how the show is going to be crazy. And Archie comes on and is like, yeah, it's Halloween. And then we get the really weird Archie Mysteries theme song. And at first, I didn't know what they were saying. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming it's you, bizarre. Might, you might play some of it. but Definitely. Because they just keep saying Archie's... Ah, jeez, Mysteries. And there's a weird robot voice, and you're... At first, I thought, wait, what did he say? It's very weird. Archie meets the bees? <laughs> like, wait. I couldn't understand it. And then I realized, oh, it's Archie's Mysteries. But yeah, paranormal show with Archie. Why not? Why the it's, Why not? It worked for Scooby-Doo. Why not? Worked for, worked for Baywatch. Worked for Baywatch. It worked for Josh Whedon. It works. Hmm. I guess it really. I guess it depends on if it works. It's it's fucking kooky as fuck. And you have to give it appreciate. And you have to appreciate it for that. And you know what you have to appreciate it for in those opening credits. You know what you see right in the opening credits in that theme song. You see Jughead wearing a motherfucking crown and <laughs> some hamburgers. And I appreciate the fuck out of that. <laughs> the matches are staying in the pocket. The fury will not be unleashed this True. time. Archie. That's true. Now, granted, this is a Halloween episode, so prepare yourself. The Jughead will be in costume and not wearing his crown. He will be eating hamburgers, but he will not be wearing his crown for most of the episode proper. He's going to be eating a, a lot of hamburgers. So, it opens up, and we are, I guess, in an abandoned mansion or some mm-hmm. old, decrepit home. Mm-hmm. And there's a young, red-headed woman, or seemingly young, red-headed woman. Um, in front of a very old, frumpy-looking dude in a weird yeah. costume. With gray skin. Red eyes, gray skin. Just looks like a sad sack, pathetic loser. And she's talking to him, saying, Look, I'm sorry. Crazy stuff happened. I'm sorry you're so old. I wish I could have been a true friend to you. Almost winks at the camera. If you can wink at a camera in a cartoon. Mm. She's like, oh, I, would, I would do anything if you could be young and powerful again. And he's like, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> cool beans. Well, then let me just do this. And then he just, like, stares into her eyes and sucks out her youth and becomes young and powerful. And she becomes old and decrepit. Well, he becomes, like, a vampire monster younger version of himself because he's an old man. Mm-hmm. He looks like an old man with one tooth. It's true. And he slowly turns from that into a vampire monster. Just by looking in her eyes. Just sucking that out. Why he waited until Halloween to do it, I exactly. guess it has to... Yeah, okay. It was like he, he was waiting for her to offer. It's like, oh, I wish I could do something. Oh, really? Well, since you mentioned it... <laughs> it's about time it's been months since those kids meddled with my plans. Because these are reoccurring characters. This has happened before. Guys, um, what we didn't know is there was there's a, a another previous episode about these vampires, so we're coming we're coming in for the resolution. So he he kind of has like a bat face. He's one of those vampires that looks like a bat, but mm-hmm. a bat man. And she's old, and I guess he's just like, all right, Dunzo, I'm gonna go try to find the chosen one. I'm gonna befriend them, and if I do that, the sun will never rise. Already, this seems like a weird plan and a weird scheme. Sure. Um, and he's going to rule the world <laughs> for the night. As you do. Yeah. I mean, 
Come on. Come on. I was Makes on the edge of, sense in the world. Oh, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat to find out who the chosen one was. I was like, is it going to be Archie? Is it going to be Jughead? Um, so we go to the manor of Veronica. Mm-hmm. And Archie and Jughead are there in costume to come to the Halloween party. They're greeted yes. by a scary clown inside the house. <laughs> Smithers the butler is a cl- is dressed up as a clown. He should be arrested. <laughs> Just lurking at a door like that. That's bare, a crime. At bare minimum, he should be frisked. Definitely. <laughs> That's legal. I mean, unless, unless you're a cop-hating judge. <laughs> Speaking of which... Um, let's talk about their costumes, because, okay, Jughead is a reindeer. Hilarious. Which He's one, real. though, Brad? Bet you can't guess. That's a line oh, from the TV show. The one with the red nose. Um, but what's Archie's costume, Alex? Archie's a cyber warrior. <laughs> cyber warrior! He has a super soaker. Obviously a super soaker. And he has on a quasi-Mega Man meets Metroid outfit. Cyber, cyber warrior outfit. Classic cyber warrior. He's he's going to the cyber. He's <laughs> he may already be in the cyber. He's got tremendous great ideas, things to do in the cyber. Um, uh, there's a football player. There's a cloaked person. There's a cat and or a cow. I can't tell from a distance. There's a because as they go in, there's other people. I assume that's one of the pussy cats from Josie oh, and the. Exactly. There's a guy just as a scientist. There's a devil. There's some green guy. There's tons of Halloween stuff in jack-o'-lanterns. So great. Yeah, so great. So awesome. Um, But a lot of bullshit, too, because, like, um, now I'm getting my, my Saved by the Bell and Archie confused. It, moose or Ox? Which which is the one that's in Archie? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Oh, well, it's it's Moose. Ox yeah, okay. is, yeah. So Moose is dressed up as a football player. Yeah. And he is a football player. Um, also, uh, um, I think, what is it? Is it, is it, not, uh, fuck. Um, Dilton. Dilton is dressed up as, like, scientist. Who's like, Dilton? He's, like, the nerdy science kid. Okay, I didn't realize he was, I thought he might be a new character, like the Van Helsing girl. That's her, her no, last name. No, 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 he's, he's a regular. I know he's, he's in one of those that we did for a book reward battle. He's the one that builds uh, Jughead that uh, um, that robot girlfriend in that one that I read. Oh yeah. So um, what's with these Archie characters like um wearing their r- real regular bullshit outfits? Because we got Moose being a football player, we got Dilton being like a scientist, and then Betty rolls up and she's she's like, "Hey, I'm I'm the head cheerleader," and Archie calls her and he's like, "But you are the head cheerleader." I know. That's why it's perfect. Don't forget Archie is a cyber warrior. <laughs> He's going to fight them in the cyber. He's got great ideas, great, brilliant, tremendous ideas about how to fight them in the cyber. <laughs> so, yeah, Betty somersaults in. He's like, I'm a cheerleader. You're always a cheerleader. Well, what the hell are you? And he sees candles lit on a table, and he uses his double barrel super soaker to put them out. If you look at the table... There's, like, a thing of just, like, paint. <laughs> like, like oil paint that you would use to uh, put a little sky blue into your painting or maybe a burnt sienna to put in the hint of mountains in the background. Mm-mm. And it's red. So I don't know what that's about, and it's never referenced again in the episode. I'm assuming maybe just the background people who drawing it thought it'd be fun, and maybe there's sp- supposed to be ketchup. I have no idea. It's super Wait, weird. where is this? 
When he turns to show his cyber warrior prowess, he extinguishes the flaming candles, <laughs> and below that, it looks like there is a tube of oil paint. Oh. Yeah, weird, I right? See it. It's red. It's not yeah. ketchup because it curls up like oil paint. There's some all <laughs> It looks like there's trays of brownies, a soda thing, um, I think that might be a spoon with ice cream or a potted plant, and of course, um, what is what is that goblet thing? Is that from not Temple of Doom? Whatever it is from freaking Indiana Jones, like Yeah, yeah. What is that tube? It's paint. I mean, is there a mystery happening within a mystery here, Brad? I don't know. I don't know why I someone's mean, just leaving paint out. It's kind of weird. Mm, the delicious tube of paint. Like, weird, weird spread, by the way. Um, a, a, a baking pan of brownies. They're not, like, plated. They're, like, on the, the actual tray. A what? large bowl of fruit. Um, a pitcher, a goblet. What it looks to be a two-liter soda... What actually looks to, well, it looks to be a four liter soda. Um, this is obviously like either a side of the snack table that I just was neglected because we see the other spread and it's crazy because obviously Jughead makes a beeline for the hamburgers and there's a hamburger like pyramid that's gigantic. It's three yeah. to four feet tall. The people of Riverdale seem to live largely off a diet of green apples and, and hamburgers. Because, by the way, that fruit bowl, like, when you see the shot of the hamburgers, like, it's all green apples in that fruit bowl. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, a red soda bottle-ish thing, which may be sparkling cider. Oh, there is a thing of grapes in the in the uh, fruit bowl. Oh, nice. Um, I love the variety of hamburgers, though, because when they close it on, you can see that there's different kinds of hamburgers. Yes, and that's kind of crazy. It's the same people who put a, a tube of paint on a table. They decided to take the, make the extra effort, or take the extra effort, to make every hamburger a gourmet original hamburger, and that's weird. Um, a werewolf sneaks up behind Jughead, unfazed. It's uh, who's their friend? I can't remember his Reggie. name. Reggie. It's Reggie. Reggie's like, how'd you know it was me? It's like you always wear that. F- that freaking werewolf costume. I'm assuming this is a running joke throughout the series because we also see him in the werewolf costume in the montage that is the theme song. So he tries to scare the science kid. They're like, oh, hey, Reggie. And he's like, ah. Um, Betty and Archie find, try to find Veronica in her kind of seance room. See, Veronica has left. She's quit school. She can't go to, she's dropped out of school and has decided to become a psychic medium. (laughs) Definitely. It's a trend. It's definitely on trend right now. And they're like, well, where is she? I don't know. And then an old woman comes in. She's like, I'll tell you, you future boys and girls. A bony, a frail old woman that is clearly, like, super frail and bony. And they're like, oh, Veronica, that must be you in your costume. What? That's not Veronica's style. Veronica's all about beauty. She's not going to be a decrepit old woman. Yeah. He's like, I'll tell you your future. Your future is you're fucked because the prophecy of the vampires is coming and unending night and you're all going to die. Well, that's weird, Veronica. (laughs) Uh, Veronica steps in. She's got this weird cross pendant on her neck. She's like, hey, who wants their fortune read? Who is that? Who is that? I'll tell you who I am. I'm the woman Van Helsing. The vampire lady? Yes. You used to be, like, young and, like, attractive and... Not feeble. 
That used to be a lot of things. Ever since Mednick, no, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, <laughs> Medlock? Uh, Medlock. Medlock. Ever since Medlock <laughs> you drained my youth, I'm on the defensive. Everyone's out for themselves, so fuck the whole world. <laughs> Why is your vampire called Medlock? That's, that's definitely like an old people device, right? It's gotta be, yeah. For four for fourteen ninety nine a month, you can get your parents Medlock to know they're safe in their older years. <laughs> Just press one press of the Medlock pendant, <laughs> and it unlocks their medication. And it's not only childproof; it's elderly proof. I just need more meds. No, Grandma, I have all the time. You can't get in. <laughs> Fucking Medlock, Medlock. <laughs> it's it was real sad when when Mother forgot. She couldn't. She used to always take her medication, but then she couldn't remember if she took it. And sometimes she'd take it twice, and we just got worried about her. So we got Medlock. And now her medicine is safe from her feeble mind. <laughs> Medlock. Loving that streak of orange in your hair, though, Grandma. Fuck you, I used to be a vampire. <laughs> um, um, can we talk about Veronica's voice? Like, yeah. hey... Could at some point in history, the character of Veronica not have the worst voice ever? Dude. Started in the 40s, all the way up to 99, 2000. Still. I'm worried about Riverdale. I'm worried. I would give anything if it just was just the worst. Hey, it's me, Veronica. <laughs> what? What's happening? That's... I've seen the actress. You look good, but... Uh, hey, Archikins. Oh. Stop saying Archikins. Archikins. I've been smoking a pack ever since the morning. Hey, come over here. Do a little shimmy for me. No. And Veronica stop. in this, it sounds like, it just sounds like a 50-year-old woman. It sounds like, it sounds like, like Katie Seagal. It's like an older, like, adult woman. Like, Mature, it does not sound like a young girl. Seasoned woman. No. And she tries to do, like, a southern accent, but she kind of drops it. It's weird. I never thought Veronica had a southern accent. Was I just wrong all those years? I didn't think she did either. Like, I read the comics. I read it as just a normal... Of course, I read everything as, like, a normal, just nondescript dialect in my mind. If anything, I would have given Betty the southern accent because she's supposed to be girl next door, like, like all-American, like, apple pie, like, bullshit. She's apple pie. Veronica is peach pie from the south. I, I thought she Atlanta. was like classy city. Like I thought so um, too. It, I don't. I, I didn't. She know. didn't make pies. She like has people make pies. Like I don't know. Everything I knew about Archie is wrong. Apparently. No, no, Brad. Everything you know about Archie is right. Thank you. Hold you. on to that. Thank you, friend. Get your, get your I just, I'm so confused right. because all of a sudden I find out my best friend writes Amazon reviews and he likes marching bands and I don't know what and, and I don't know who Veronica is and I don't I don't know and people it's laugh at Brad, Bill and Ted and I, I don't get it and I used to be a clown in Jackson and it wasn't illegal. <laughs> <laughs> we both used to be clowns in Jackson and damn it, those kids loved us at those birthday parties. Yes, they did. We were we were clown heroes. Not everyone yeah. would let someone hit them with a like a a, a comedy hammer, <laughs> or pie them in the face with invisible pies and humor. Child, oh. we were hero clowns, Brad. Indeed. You know who also doesn't bat an eyelash at things that are kind of weird? 
the people in Archie because oh vampires are real. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember you. You used to be a vampire. Like all this is just and I didn't know this. I uh, maybe the later radio shows which we haven't gotten into all of them start de- delving into the paranormal, but well we had that floor walker. <laughs> we need to have a floor walker. <laughs> I mean that's where it started. Um so, but so yeah, she says that this whole this prophecy of the vampire is coming true, and Veronica's like, "Well, that's no big deal because I'm the chosen one." Remember, <laughs> I was I've listen, guys. When I found this online, I was like, "I'm gonna give this a watch and see if this is something we could cover." And when Veronica said the words, "Oh, well, I'm the chosen one," and we get a flashback, I so immediately awesome. messaged Alex. And I was like, "I think we should do this." <laughs> That's what sealed the deal. So there's like a pendant that had like a solar stone in it that they used to rob uh, Medlock of his powers before and turned him into the old man he is now. Well, Veronica was able to use it because she's the chosen one from Prophecy who was destined to thwart the vampire knight. Yeah, which is crazy. That's a lot to take in for a teenager. That's a lot to take in for Archie. (laughs) This is about this is about kids like getting malt in a soda shop and like <laughs> like buying and finding, Christmas presents. Yeah, and, and finding uh, covert Nazi spies and getting them arrested. And apparently, like finding vampires with prophecy. <laughs> when you say it like with prophecy, that makes it all the more ridiculous and silly. Oh god, Archie's the best thing in the world. So we get the flashback, we get all this exposition. It's like, oh yeah, no big deal, we'll just have to fight him. And then we get another spiel from um, uh, Van Helsing's the girl about friendship and how she can't believe Medlock betrayed her. She would have fallen to the ends of the earth and he sucked the life force out of her. She came to warn them so they can all help thwart Medlock. Um, it's okay though, Brad, because there's no way Medlock's getting into the house. He's a vampire, and no one would invite him in. Well, hold up. Hold up. What? Van Helsing is also a vampire. How did she get in? Oh, well, just, I mean, she just got, she got invited in by that clown at the front door. By that no-good lurking clown. Does he Damn work here? Lurker. Like, what's he doing? He should be in jail is where he should be. <laughs> he should be in jail. Ding dong! lurking clown. Yeah, so uh, old Lurker McGee opens the door, and there's Medlock, and he invites him in. He just says, oh, I'm here for the party. So, hey, Smithers. Hey, Smithers. Like, you work for the richest family in town. People can just wander in and say, oh, I'm here for the Halloween party in a costume. You don't have to have an uh, invitation? What the fuck? This is, this is the, this and many other reasons are why invitations should get a resurgence. If you come to, it's not a Facebook invite. You should come up with a physical invitation or like a Ticketmaster app thing and be like, I've been here's my here's my validation, please. Or a at vampire the, will get into your house during the holidays in a heartbeat. Absolutely. At the very least, you should have to say, I'm here for Veronica's party, not I'm here for the party. He just says I'm here for the party. Any asshole could come off the street and say, I'm here for the party. Party tip, keep a uh, a check, like, not a checkboard, a, a clipboard with a pencil and a fake piece of paper by your door. Someone comes, hey, no matter who it is, even if it's a friend, get out there and, okay, and mark it down and be like, keep a log of names or pretend you have a guest list. you got to keep vampires um, out of your house in this holiday season. Like, train your butlers well. <laughs> train your butlers well. 
<laughs> train your butlers well send them to butler school maybe like, they're not the best butler right now but they could be hmm. be a job creator train them up and let them lead the way <laughs> <laughs> so no questions asked pretty much come inside my favorite part is that reggie immediately tries to scare this newcomer because he's like that's a cool costume i'm gonna change him i'm gonna scare him and you see, like, Reggie, like, creep up, and then um, Medlock's face kind of pans on, and Medlock is looking, like, through the side of his eyes, like, fuck this guy, before he even comes up. Like, as you see behind him, he's like, I'm gonna get him! Medlock's like, god damn it, who is this dude in a fucking werewolf costume? Scared you didn't- shut up, I'm gonna bite you and turn you into a vampire. <laughs> what I love is, like, Medlock really gets into playing around with this. Because Reggie's like, ah, oh, it's actually me, Reggie Mantle. And then he's like, so who are you? Oh, I'm Medlock. I'm the king of the vampires. Ha, cool, but who are you really? Oh, I am Medlock, king of the vampires. <laughs> like, all right, Medlock, you're showing off now. And then he and then he attacks Reggie and turns him into a vampire. Yeah, just right there. Bites just, this instant vampire. Um, we just had a major Archie character turn into a vampire. From the get- uh, almost from the get-go. Like, we've established him back In 1999 we were doing this? I mean, I know we've, now we've got that Afterlife with Archie series, um, where it's like zombies taking over, which I really want to read more and more every day now. Because it's like it really gritty. That sounds awesome. Oh yeah, it started, I think, I think it was like, started in like 2013, and it's like a super like real gritty, like, what if a zombie outbreak happened in Archie? <laughs> that sounds awesome. And it's awesome yeah. because it juxtaposes the awesome lightheartedness of Archie, even in these crazy vampire t- bat times. Yeah. With the horrific zombie apocalypse. I, I th- Not the I gritty, remember- like, s- Superman versus Batman gritty. That's yeah. just gritty no, for no reason. If I remember correctly, Jughead's dog gets run over by a car, and so he takes it to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And then, of course like, he does. <laughs> a spell goes wrong, and then it causes the dog to come back as a zombie, and then it starts biting and infecting people, that and a zombie awesome. outbreak occurs. And that is amazing, and yes, we should all read that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may have found another source material. Is that ongoing presently, or is it done? Like, can I, I get a... No, it's... Yeah, it's, it's ongoing. Um, wow. Um, I Like, I hear it's actually really, really good. There's a trade of the of the first five issues that's out currently. Um, okay, yeah, um, volume one is called Escape from Riverdale. Volume two, Betty R.I.P. Not Betty. Is issues six through eleven, and I don't know where we're at right now. Um, ten issues are out currently. Oh, okay. So, as of uh, August 2016, uh, ten issues are, are, have been released. The covers look pretty amazing. Yeah, we might have we might have to dip into that. You know what else makes this awesome? Hmm. Jughead has his crown. <laughs> Fuck yes, he does. You listening, CW? Are you fucking listening? They better be listening. We'll burn you to the ground. So yeah, well, so yeah, Reggie's a zombie now. So deal with it. Major Archie character is now a zombie. Not a zombie, a vampire. Close enough. <laughs> oh, I mean, a sorry. zombie and undead. Sorry, yeah, it's, vampire. It's Got excited about those zombies for a second. So we cut back to the tent, and they're like, oh, well, hey, hey, Van Helsing, you've got to help us, like, stop Midlock. Ah, it's useless. You're all fucked. There's nothing we can do. I'm a sad sack. <laughs> Why even bother? Because our friends are out there. Ah, friends. Fooey. Friendship's an illusion. <laughs> 
you know what friendship got me? So they're like, all right, we get it. Um, We're going to try to help them anyway, because that's what we do. So they go out to try to see what's going on, and they realize, oh, is that Medlock across the room? I don't know, maybe. And then Reggie comes up with a vampire mask on. Not his vampire, a werewolf mask on. They're like, Reggie, quit being weird. Reggie, I told you not to touch me. Reggie, boundaries. Pull off the the mask. Reggie's a vampire. It's weirder than that. Because Reggie comes up to Veronica, and Veronica's like, oh, Reggie, stop it. Stop it. I, I said no. I told you I don't want to fool around. And she, it's like a, I've done this before. Quit fooling around. Like, I, like it's... It's like ugh. it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's not okay. Not it's okay, like, Reggie. She, she's like, I'll pull off that stupid mask, and then they realize, oh, he's a vampire. <laughs> oh, a vampire. Hey, I'm a vampire now. So him and Medlock reveal themselves. We've finally seen his face, and all hell breaks. Everyone runs. Um. I think it makes a, the vampires in this universe. You bite someone, you instantly get gray skin and crazy, like serrated teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, your eyes turn red, and you can right. float fly, which is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, you're also immortal. Gotta stay out of the sunlight. It's pretty much the rules of like the Buffy the Vampire movie. <laughs> Sweet, actually, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Which also is apropos of why Betty is a cheerleader. Um, but I love Archie's like, all right, everybody, hey, there's vampires here. You need to get the fuck out. And everyone just laughs at him. Just laughs. Yeah, it's all a costume. Didn't you just put, like, a pumpkin on top of Reggie's head? That's awesome, by the way. He's wearing that stupid mask, getting a little too frisky. Thank you for putting that pumpkin on his head. No, no, listen. Up close, he was a vampire. Get out. Cyber Warrior, what are you talking about? This is a straight-up party. Like, did you not see the tube of paint? This party is on point. <laughs> <laughs> They've got green apples, hamburgers, and red paint on the buffet. <laughs> um, Veronica says, look, it's my party. Let me take care of this. She stands up and is like, hey, everybody having a good time? Yeah. Guess what? There's a vampire's out. She gets a round of applause just for like... Hello, everyone. Just for saying hello. It's her party. She's throwing a, a ball some party, Brad. This is how Pete... This is a bunch of fucking kiss asses. Kids, like, kissing up to the rich girl. Oh, it's the rich girl. Yay. Like, what is this bullshit? Listen, you don't get applause just for, like, acknowledging people. For, for having lots of money, maybe, which I guess is what it is. They're not thanking her for the party. They're just applauding that she, like, stood up. Because they're a bunch of fucking bottom feeders. Those aren't applause because she's the chosen one from Prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But she's like, yeah, the party's canceled. Everyone run for your life. And then the vampires attack. Still just two vampires right now, but everyone runs. Sure. They gotta get out. They run to the kitchen. Oh, look, here's Smithers. He'll help us. Yeah, they're trying to find garlic to get rid of the vampires. Smithers a vampire. Turns around, no good clown, is a much scarier vampire clown. Just lurking in that kitchen, lurking in that kitchen. Just standing, looking out the window, like, trying to make eye contact with someone on the street, like, running away. It's like, they'll they'll get really scared when they turn around and see me. (laughs) Wait for it. I'll wait as long as it takes. Um, Him waiting allows Archie to find garlic powder, and he loads it in his super soaker, which is pretty awesome. Yes. 
mixes it up, sprays him in the face before he, uh, the vampire clown can get Veronica, and it kind of has like a an itch effect, I guess. It just makes you really itchy. He's yeah. like, ugh, this is uh, this is uncomfortable, Archie. This is uncomfortable. Let me just scratch for a minute, jeez. Um, but it now. The question that was posed to me during this scene, because both girls run toward Archie and like kind of like throw themselves on them, like, Archie, save me! And the cyber warrior steps up with mm-hmm. his itch liquid. I was watching this with... I, okay, oh, no. maybe not. Maybe not itch Oof. liquid. Is that... Uh, the cyber words. warrior steps up with his itch liquid. <laughs> Gross. Nope. I just read that from my fan fiction. That's not my word. Um, so during this, when they do that, I was watching this with my wife. And she said, what's the deal with Archie, Betty, and Veronica? Like, is he dating? Which one is he dating? And I said, okay, honey, hold up. Let me pause this. I need to tell you about the minutia of the relationship between the triangle that is uh, Archie, Betty, and Veronica. She's unaware. She was unaware. Dude, I was unaware until you introduced me to the radio show. Other than that. I I just feel like Archie's like... It's like Gilligan's Island. It's just one of those things that is just, like, in, like, culture that we all just kind of have a vague awareness of. Dude, okay. I would say that it's very much like Gilligan's Island because I'm pretty sure no one has a context for Gilligan's Island anymore. I know this because there is a guy I work with who is more than a few generations older than all of us. Uh, I don't even think he's a Generation X, two generations before that. Like, this guy's pretty old. Still working, still awesome, great. But he will make references to old television shows like the Dick Van Dyke Show or um, Gilligan's Island. He's done many times, and no one gets it. And I'm like, how do you not know who Thurston Howell is? The professor doesn't ring a bell for you? Like, I watched reruns of that as a kid just on television, and I'm a yeah. chi- I am was a child. I'm, I'm 32, and I get a context for Gilligan's Island. I remember when they did that weird thing where they went back to the island, where they turned yeah. the island into like a resort, and they all hated it, and they got stranded on another island, <laughs> and they were like, "This is this feels home." Like I know that about popular yeah. culture, and I'm 32 years old. How do I you just not feel, have any context like, for Gilligan's Island? Like fuck patriotism, okay? But I feel like if you're an American, you should know Gilligan's Island. You should know the Brady Bunch. You should know the characters. Of the Archie universe. Like, just the main ones. You need to know Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead. So, we get uh, the digital channels through, the like, just the antenna on our television. Because we don't have cable, obviously. We we have cable internet and we stream everything. But that's the only way to get, like, local stations. So, we turned it on to watch the uh, football game. Minus a marching band and a magician. Um, And I was going through the other channels... And I happened upon black and white Gilligan's Island, like old school Gilligan's Island. And I thought, holy shit, how is this still on like just effectively digital rabbit ears? Like, this is kind of cool. This is still on. But also it was a really bad episode. I was like, this is kind of weird. Maybe there's a reason we forgot about Gilligan's Island. But that still gives you context. I, yeah. I still see Archie out and about. Every, I, actually, when I go into the grocery store now, I look for it. Like, there yeah. it is. There it is. Yeah. Like it's it. I just need Archie to always exist. But the comic itself, outside of like the zombie stuff and um, I guess the new comic, is almost in syndication, right? Like they stopped making new ones and they're just no, printing them. They're still making them. Really? I thought that they stopped making the classic one. No. That's awesome. 
it'll never end. It'll never end. It should never end. They gotta bring the radio show back. I would give anything if they brought like the podcast. Like, just do a pod, an Archie podcast, please. We can't because we're already doing one podcast. You're doing two podcasts. Yeah. Like, yeah. we just don't have the bandwidth to do that, guys. Or we would make listen, it happen. Um, listen, we're almost done with X Files. Just a couple more weeks. I mean, we could move on to Quantum Leap. Or we could just take a break and do it and do a fucking Archie show. A parody Archie show, a modernized parody Archie show, would be something that I think would be gangbust. People would freaking love it. Would they? That's, I would. Well, but who are you? I don't even be, know you. Be the change you want in the world, Brad. Be the Archie nice. podcast. <laughs> of course, there'll oh. be a marching band. It's um, upsetting. Well, did you so? Um, what, what were Emily's thoughts um, when you explained uh, um, the the Archie love triangle? <laughs> Just a general, like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, all right, I guess that makes sense. They're just kind of dating teenagers, no big deal. She thought the show was weird. Yes. She's like, well, this is kind of weird. All right, how do you know this much about Archie? <laughs> it's like, trust. Well, I'll, I'll get the radio show. I'm an American. I'm a full-blooded American man. And I have all of them ready to stream on our next road trip. The family will learn to love Archie. <laughs> <laughs> Joey will understand. Archie. <laughs> um, I, I never mind. I'll, I'll save the story for the end or whatever. I, I had a, sure. a story where I told a joke at work today about the debate and it fell flat and it was hilarious. Nice. Um, I can go ahead and tell it right now if that's okay. If you don't mind, Do just we're already on a detour ish. Do it. I was in a meeting. It was the beginning of the meeting. It was about to start. It was a meeting that I was like, I guess, spearheading. It was me and another guy. And people were talking. And uh, the other guy was like, all right, let's get started. Let's get started. Okay, let's get started. People were talking. One guy was talking over him. Like they were talking over each other. And uh, and then one of them asked me a question. And I, or I interrupted and said, guys, 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 you got, 10, you got 20 more seconds. And then we have to move on referencing the debate where it was the night before people looked at me like they had no idea what was happening so i let it land for a beat and i said okay that didn't that joke didn't land too well and i apologize for that and then everyone laughed really like everyone just like lost it but they didn't i guess it was maybe too abstract like i should have done something more i don't know i you should call you should have called him mr trump mr trump mr trump 20 only 20 i, I should have done that i didn't want i didn't want to get too political i wanted it to be a little bit like skirting it and not like direct i thought the 20 seconds would be enough because he did that a few times during the thing I, like an arbitrary I think 20 seconds just a little bit more to the events you're right you're that's where i made a mistake though i did Arch- suggest... okay, okay, how about this 20, 20 more seconds and then we have to move on to foreign policy <laughs> that would have been perfect my apologies just give me just give me some punch up yeah i just gotta take it I gotta, but so I was... now okay now we built the time machine you go back try try that one out see how it works let me know Will do, will I won't do. remember this conversation, but you'll you can inform me that I helped you. Yeah, of course, of course. So they're armed with a squirt gun of onion powder, garlic powder. Onion Gar- powder would be useless, Alex. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> What's onion powder gonna do against a fire? <laughs> okay, water infused uh, super soaker. Fuck, I'm losing... Guys, it's late at night and I'm losing my mind. Um, 
So they're hunting vampires in the house, and they run into Jughead, who's hiding in the dining room, freaked out. Um, I don't really... I Somehow they thwart the vampires and get them to leave, but they well, kidnap Archie and leave with him. Yeah, Veron the thing is, they have to... Medlock's plan is to befriend Veronica, a.k.a. turn her into a vampire, to defeat the prophecy so he can have night forever. Mm -hmm. um, but Jughead helps hide her. Um, meanwhile, Archie gets kidnapped by Medlock, and they're going to use him as bait, and also they get Veronica as well. And they or, turn sorry, her they into... Catch, they catch Betty and turn her into a vampire, sorry. So Not then... before Betty throws freaking... Um... Reggie across the room. Like, he's getting yeah. weird and, and touchy, and she's like, fuck you, and throws him across the room, which is great. But then Medlock gets her, so fair enough. So now uh, they're going to use Archie's bait. So Veronica and Jughead are with uh, old uh, um, Van Helsing. And she's like, oh, your guys are fucked. Then you might as well go hide. See? There's no. <laughs> this is where friendship gets you, kids. Like, oh, you're such a sad sack. Also, it's so weird to me that this whole episode's theme is friendship. Yeah. <laughs> like, kids are being turned into human-eating vampires. I'll be honest, I, I'd be surprised if all the episodes don't end with on the note of friendship. Like, that's just the running theme in the show. I would love it if every episode is that is this, like, boilerplate. Like, this is our one and only theme. So, yeah, they basically teach this woman how to befriend people again they're like look you don't do that to friends you gotta you gotta sometimes you gotta just go and save them we can't do that we can't leave these people also we can't let the world in so there's bigger things here so and they also find dilton hiding under the table um and so i was like oh he's gonna come up with some cool vampire fighting technology for them um I, it seems like he just gets some more super soakers and fills it with garlic yeah, so they, they arm up, they go to try to save Archie. But and... too fucking late, because Archie's a fucking vampire. Yeah. They're only like, Archie, come on, come on, Archie, Archie. Archie's a vampire. Honestly, at this point in the episode, I was like, oh, is this going to be like an, it was all a dream? Because a lot of our main characters have been turned into vampires. Oh, yeah. Well, nearly all of them at this point. Yeah. So they all have their super suckers, they go, Archie's pretending... <laughs> Veronica goes up to him and is like, gotcha. Um, I guess they think that her cross pendant might have an effect on him. It doesn't. Um, yeah. All of them then get turned into vampires. Jughead yeah. gets turned into vampires. Uh, the scientist gets turned into vampires. Everyone gets sprayed with, like, garlic juice. And they have to, you know, they're itching, so they scratch themselves. But it's a mild deterrent at best. Yeah. The last all person... The, they're All of the characters have been turned into vampires. <laughs> no one's left that's not a vampire. This yeah. is the craziest fucking thing. The only person... The last person to get changed is the chosen one. Um, or the ender. Yeah. Those are different things. Uh, Veronica. And they just, like, all bum rush her and turn her into a vampire. Yeah. And it's over. She takes the pendant, throws it away. And then this is probably the best part of the entire episode. Because Medlock's like, I finally have the entire night of the world to rule forever! We look outside the barn doors, because they're in a barn, I think, or a house. The sun's risen. Cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> Everyone, there's like a, there's a beat 
Medlock realizes it. They realize it. Medlock goes over and just closes the doors. Like, let's not <laughs> pay attention. Like, nothing to see here. All right, gal. This doesn't make sense. All right, maybe it takes a day to kick in. I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> yes. I just love the. I just love it that it's like... Pay oh. no attention. Oh. Let's just shut the door. It's like, it's like a fucking doomsday cult. <laughs> like, a, yeah. oh, and... Uh, all right, let's just... Uh, okay, uh, we're a new thing now. Uh, we're called Jehovah's Witnesses now. It's it's okay. It's the world's right. not really gonna end. We were wrong about that. Wait, what year is it? Oh, I was five years off. Whoopsie daisies. Yeah. <laughs> and he turns around and he's genuinely upset. Like, I do love that they at least put enough emotion in their faces as characters for him to be like, wait a minute, what the fuck happened? Like, he's genuinely like, well, wait a minute. I befriended the chosen one. Not sure what that means. You tra- you changed the chosen one into a vampire. That's not befriending him. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? And then out of nowhere, of course, ah, you didn't expect me to be back here, ex-friend. <laughs> <laughs> you never listened to me, and you never thought it through. She was never the chosen one. The old bait switch. She was the ender, maybe. There's a very complicated thing about there's the Ender, there's the Chosen One, and then there's a Rhyme. Anyway, you fucked. <laughs> I love the fact that, like, he, he could have had it all. He could have had it be Eternal Night if he just had been a better friend to yeah. this other vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and so she opens the curtain and, like, he dissolves into dust. Everyone who's a vampire because he sired them becomes human again. And that's how we solve that. Um, and then... Van Helsing just, like, goes and stands in the light and is like, you guys taught me the true meaning of friendship. <laughs> um, I've been living a life as a vampire for so long, I never even knew. And then she just kind of raptures away yeah. into the sky. And he will raise you all. Like, it's it's very weird. <laughs> but I guess that's what happens. And she's like, goodbye. And she just ascends into the light. And Archie's like, well, that was weird. Like, it's... Right. Okay. Um, wow. Didn't they? Didn't your house get trashed by those vampires? You probably go clean up that mansion. And then we get like a Belvedere-ish scene where Archie is uh, pecking at the keys at his laptop, like just chronicling the event. Yeah, we'll get a real Doogie Howser. Oh yeah, it's like dudes. He's just tapping away. He's like, yeah, I guess, uh, guess Veronica's parents aren't gonna let her let her have a party for a while. Um, you guys got turned into vampires. <laughs> you might have killed people. Just another day in Riverdale. They probably did kill people. I mean, come on, vampires? Yeah. They probably went on a murdering spree on the way to they the mansion slash farm. They probably killed people at that party. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, they're super rich. They've got the, they've got, they're the billionaires that got that agitator money. How do we know oh. her parents weren't the agitators that invited the vampire <sighs> over? I hear that there may be a chosen one in Riverdale. Hmm. This is just what we've been waiting for. Pack up the coffin. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and that's the app. Who won? Who lost? Well, Medlock obviously lost. Definitely his name lost. is his, his name is Medlock. Also, he didn't um, he didn't learn the lesson of friendship in the first episode. He took him this, and he he got fucked over. Like he, every he turned all the major characters into vampires, and then the sun rose. He did have the best comedic part in the entire episode. Definitely. But that's, I don't know if that's enough to win. I think he I think he definitely no, he loses. Lost. He he was this close. 
Who won, though? That's a trickier subject, because it can't be Val Van, Van Helsing. No. She got her dreams tarnished. She did learn the value of friendship, but then she ascended into heaven, and who knows Yeah, but it all started when there. she lost her friend. True. That's a big loss. Like, she was, like, immortal. Young. So, I mean... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I um, don't... You thinking she lost more than Medlock? No, no, Medlock definitely lost. I'm just trying to figure out who won. Um, Archie got a new blog post for his proto-blog. <laughs> because sure. blogs weren't a thing back then. This was definitely like his own on-computer journal. It's a word file. Definitely a word file. Veronica's... The whole house is messed up. Yeah. Um, Jughead got to eat a lot of hamburgers, but that's just like a day in the life. But that might true. be winning. Yeah, but there was a lot of variety of hamburgers. He was one of the last to get turned, too, so he had a lot of... True. He also got to fight, go on a cool adventure. He got to turn into a vampire and didn't have to, like, kill anybody. I think Jughead may have won. Jughead could win this one, and that's okay with me. Yeah. Now, best dressed, worst dressed is much... Like, this is... Costa, I... Menlock looks out of place. Like, everyone else is kind of, like, typical teenager or typical, like, clothing stuff. Medlock looks like, first, an old villain. Not an old villain, but... I almost thought the animation was of a different time because he looked like something I've seen before, and I can't place it in my mind what cartoon the old man kind of look was from. Even the animation was a little too fluid, and it might have been my television, that it kind of freaked me out a little bit. But his outfit is definitely action figure vampire, kind of. It's got, yeah. like, torn stuff. It looks old. You can make an action figure out of this and be cool. Defo. Um, Arch, Arch, Archie's a cyber warrior. Archie is a cyber warrior. Butler Dummy's a clown. Uh, that's no good. Um, I'm just looking at all these costumes. I mean, there's so many great outfits. There's a lot of great things to choose from. Uh, you know what? I, I like that uh, I like the guy that's dressed like an alien, like the with the green, and he has got like, the the plunger thing coming out of his head. Yeah, I mean for creativity, definitely. Maybe that's that a, should win it. That should win it. Because I mean, this is Halloween. That's a pretty funny costume. Yeah, maybe Halloween should be best co best dressed is best costume for Halloween stuff. But well, best dressed is best dressed. I mean, yeah. And he brought he brought his A game to the event. I'm cool yeah. with that. Who would be worst dressed? Um, could it be Van Helsing? Because she's not wearing a costume, and she's like wearing this weird kind of two-piece thing. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's a, yeah, it's like a weird like. Ugh, what is her rig out? Because it's like kind of like a tank top. I would say that the cat costume's kind of phoned in too. But that's still a cool cat costume. Yeah, it's a pussy cat. It's Josie and me. <laughs> it's clever. I give it points for being clever. I mean, hers is the most boring, but worst dressed. I don't know if we could give it to her. I mean, Medlock's outfit is definitely not for comfort or warmth. It's definitely you know, just, hey, I'm a badass vampire. That lurking clown's pretty bad. Let's give it to the clown. Fuck that I lurker. Mean, for, first of all, you're, you're a butler at like for like a teenager's like Halloween party, and you have to dress up like a clown and clean up after them all night. That's the worst. Yeah, this is your life. These are your choices. In fact, he may have lost. Like, I, I think we may have missed a trick on that. Well, no, Medlock's still lost. Come but on. it was close. It's close. 
His animation of Metalock's face when he realizes, you lost your best friend, like the pan of like, oh, like, oh, fuck, you're right. Well, yeah. dead now. Lurking Clown is the worst dressed. Worst dressed. Best dressed is that green alien guy. <laughs> I like him. And that's, that's Archie this week. We did it. Yay. The good news is your podcast is here. The bad news is it's dead. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's definitely been a fun ride. Well, more than a fun ride, obviously. Uh, in this, the spooky holiday season. Um, tell us your Halloween stories. Uh, get back at us with um, ways that you would use uh, copious amounts of money to agitate the world. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you have a clown sighting, let us know. Just let us know what's going on. And let's not forget, Halloween's a good time for monsters. Go to the website. It's ramjackpodcast.com. Find the phone number. Give us a call. A lot of people have done that this week, but there's other ways you can email. There's lots of things you can do to get in contact with us. Also, there's the Facebook group. Got to get on that Facebook group. It's a fun time. Indeed. All right. We got a first voicemail here. Hello, Ramjack Podcast. This is your listener, Matt. Uh, sending in a little message. Last time, I think I sent in an email to you. Uh, I had um, I had recounted for you my dream in which I was a contestant on the game show Legends of the Hidden Temple. So I thought I had a weird dream last night. I don't usually have dreams or, or nightmares, but last night I had a very vivid, evocative dream. And I thought, well, you guys are you guys are smart. Maybe you'll decipher its meaning. So uh, also a little setup right now. Uh, I am in a town called Groveland, California. And I am uh, planning on spending a couple nights in Yosemite, and I just had lunch at the Iron Door Saloon, I think it's called. Um, had myself a, a brown ale, and a Pabst Blue Ribbon, and a nice uh, chicken sandwich with a pineapple and a teriyaki sauce on it. Uh, so pretty, pretty good lunch. Uh, so now I am driving, okay, semi-intoxicated. Uh, toward my uh, my residence for the evening. So anyway, that's the setup. Uh, last night I had this dream that I was in a, a bedroom, I think. I think my childhood bedroom in my childhood house in Ohio. I'm not quite sure. Um, but it was raining, just a, a downpour of, of unbelievable, uh, just torrents of rain. And the rain was bringing down these insects, like uh, beetles, I guess bulbous, large beetle things, and they were be- they became affixed to my window, which was very creepy. And then this old man, this like grizzled old man, comes up to the window, and he starts picking off the bugs. He starts taking the little beetles off the window, and then he just kind of like uh, vanishes back into the rain. And the-, and the old man didn't creep me out so much as the bugs, because bugs creep me out. But I wondered, you know, why he was taking taking the insects. But the most disturbing part of this dream was that there was this one insect that had grown legs, grown appendages out of its torso, out of its abdomen, in, in various directions, which was very unnatural. Not like a uh, uh, an insect of its type should have these appendages. It was just so unnatural, so wrong, that it just it made me visibly just shuddered. Like, I shuddered when I was asleep in my dream, and I shuddered 
uh, I think in reality, and then I had to wake myself up because it was the most just god-awful thing I'd ever seen. Anyway, that was my dream. Uh, please, Brad, Alex, John, if you're there, decipher this dream. What does it mean? Please tell me. I need your help. Thank you, Ramjack. Have a good day. Goodbye. Hmm. Wow. Going back to a classic game of Hey, Mr. Dream Interpreter, or whatever that thing was called, we did that one time. Well, Matt, you got the Dream Team here, and we have we have a lot to unpack in this, but let's if see. If we're going to be the Dream Team, can I be Johnny Travolta? Sure. Cool. Do you want to be F. Lee Bailey or Johnny Cochran? Johnny Cochran, come on. Nice, nice. So, we have a Dream. You're in a room. Mm-hmm. Downpour. I'm assuming that the rain is not actual rain, but insects falling from the sky in Ugh. what seems to be a torrent of rain. That's crazy. That's, mm-hmm. That is a real, literal nightmare. Sounds like it could be one of the plagues, though, exacted upon Egypt. Like, maybe so there's some kind of biblical thing there, Brad? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the bugs could okay. represent stuff. What, do you, what are you thinking? What do you, um, what do you feel think- about this? Well, um, thank you, thank you for asking, Johnny. Um, I'm glad I can finally <laughs> take the lead on this. Please do. Um, listen, here's the thing. Um, listen, you're you know you're driving along in a car. You got bugs everywhere. There's an old man that's coming. He's like picking them up. He's what is this old man doing with these bugs? What does he need these bugs for? Why is he snatching up bugs? Why is there this one bug with like appendages that are growing weirdly? Um. I think clearly the scenario here is is you don't like these bugs. This old man is all about snatching up these bugs. What is he doing with these bugs? What does he want these bugs for? And why did he disappear? So there's something you don't want. Um, this old man does want. Um, what is it? This is a dream about Werther's Originals. Old men love them. Everyone else is like, they're kind of weird and gross. I don't know. Now they're just sticking everywhere, and I don't know. And this one's like seems to have grown appendages. I don't like it. This listen, you fell asleep and you smelled a Werther's original candy, and that's what got into your dream. Hmm. Gotta be careful. You unwrap that, and you are unwrapping your subconscious. Hmm. And pretty soon, bugs are falling from the sky, representing so many things. So uh, could be the torrent of future generations. Uh, see, I was going to go with that I thought it was something about getting our country back because oh. uh, the ground is covered, littered Literally with all of tough. these gross bugs, future generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only one that's standing there is an old man who can only pick one bug off at a time. It's up to you, Dreamer. Mm. What's this one weird bug? I don't trust that one bug with many yeah. legs. That could be the bug to say, to to change it to change it back. And That's maybe super bug. It's super bug. Super this bug. dream is about is about antibiotic uh, resistant viruses. Oh, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah, got it. Where there's originals and 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 crazy viruses that know no restraint and no limits. Yeah, yeah. Our past can't save us. It's up to you. Got it. Nailed it. Careful with those Werther's originals. What a crazy dream. Uh, this is uh, Matt again, a follow-up to my previous feedback. Uh, I am now at my residence for the next three nights outside of Yosemite. This is a 
a series of cottages called the Inn at Sugar Pine Ranch. Very, very charming cottages, owned and operated by a friendly-seeming elderly couple. Uh, I think their names are their names are Craig and Elaine. And also in the premises, their daughter or daughter-in-law and a cute toe-headed grandson. Um, very nice little setup here. Uh, if you don't mind the shades of white supremacy, there is a uh, when I was checking in. There's this um, like a series of postcards and photographs of uh, moron conservatives behind her. Uh, the first thing I noticed was all the Trump shit. So obviously, big red flag, white supremacist. I don't care. I'm not gonna couch it as uh, well. We just we don't agree with that side of his shtick or those policies. No, if you support Trump, you are a white supremacist. So uh, Trump stickers. There's Ronald Reagan, our good friend. Um, I, I think there's a Barry Goldwater on there. George and Laura Bush, of course. Moron Sarah Palin on a horse. But really, just why, if you are in the business of serving guests, strangers coming to your place, why do you want to put your first foot forward? Be hi, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about anything. I support conservatives. Uh, I asked her. She 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 said, oh, you know, we don't have TV up here. I was like, well, do you get newspapers? And she says, no, we listen to the radio. I'm like, oh yeah, that explains it. You don't get newspapers. You don't read. You don't know things. You listen to the radio. The radio is owned by is is owned by conservative media. Of course, uh, you're stupid. And, and then on my <laughs> way out, what is that little pillow? Nice. Is that a nappy-headed colored girl eating a watermelon? Yes, that is what it is. Uh, I'm going to post these photos in the Ramjack group. Uh, I will have to update you at some point uh, to see how things go. I mean, these, these people are very friendly-seeming, you know, because I'm white. I'm a white male. Of course they're going to be nice to me. Um, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're just ignorant. But I, I think in, in today's day and age, with the internet and all the other the resources available at your fingertips, you can learn things. You can know things. So to to be a Trump supporter is to be is to willfully be ignorant and to be awful and to be racist. So I will uh, I'll update you later. Just it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun little vacation. <laughs> Goodbye. Yes. And those Matt. photos are terrifying oh, and yeah. amazing. Yeah, terrifying and amazing. Matt, first things first though, about the dream stuff. I need you to pinch yourself because you might be in a nightmare. <laughs> You're at a place that doesn't have television. Fair enough. Doesn't have newspapers. Fair enough. I don't know how to find a newspaper in this day and age. I, very true. That's fine. All they have is radio. Do you have the internet? Yes, I guess because you can call us. Already, there's not enough stuff tying you to the world that I would be on high alert. If I didn't have the internet or a low internet signal, I would be having a panic attack in whatever one of these crazy cottages. The names of this place. Like, it sounds like you walked into a nightmare. What's yeah, happening around Yellowstone? Granted, it's a super volcano. And granted, Matt, be careful. Hiking, you can accidentally fall into it like a... I want to say... I'm not, I'm not 100% sure whether it's just like a shallow marsh area or whether it's like a volcanic vent. But the ground is is tread lightly, friend. Tread lightly. Yes. Wow. 
Thanks for thanks for calling in and giving us a field report. And you're right. We we said it earlier on the podcast. People who support Trumps are just uneducated dummies at this point. Yeah. Proudfully like, ignorant. The same reason we don't like country music should be the same reason you don't like people are that's the same logic for Trump people. There's a proudful ignorance and it's like, stupid. I, I just can't like if you support Donald Trump, you're insane. Like I understand like like not liking Hillary Clinton, there's a million reasons to not like Hillary Clinton. Um, there's a million reasons to not vote for Hillary Clinton. But you can't support Trump. That is psychotic. That's psychotic. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> Keep with a good fight, Matt. Careful. Be careful. Indeed. And you may not hear this for a while, but be careful. <laughs> yeah, watch yourself. Watch, watch yourself. yourself. I, I hope the cyber doesn't get you. I, I can't out in the Yosemite. Come on. Hey guys, this is Alan the Librarian, just checking in. Uh, recently moved to Colorado uh, from the sunny south, which I can only highly recommend. Uh, guys, get out of there. Uh, it's a swamp, it's miserable. Uh, do this for yourself and for the Ramjack Nation. Um, also wanted to uh, uh, respond to the shout out to Mobile, Alabama as the most miserable place on earth uh, with a $2,000 uh, air conditioning bill for the, for the guy. Uh, um, oh, forget it, man. I was going to stop this. Yeah. Ooh. Whoa, what? What happened? What happened? <laughs> I, I think he's like, ah, you know what? I can complain about my $2,000 air conditioning bill, but I'm just, I can't do it. He lost, he lost the ability to fight because he's in a cooler, more reasonable climate. Yeah, it's like, you know what? That's in the past. <laughs> I'm out here in the awesome place that's California, though some places I hear are pretty sketch and weird. <laughs> well, no, he's in Colorado. Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Oh, that's totally different. Yeah. Nice. Be, First off, congratulations somewhere. on getting out. Congratulations yeah, on going over seriously. to Colorado. They're very progressive out there, I hear. Why didn't you also, take me with you? Yeah. Why just saying. You, you could have easily just dipped down and grabbed Brad and kidnapped like, him. Help a friend him out. out to Colorado. Hmm. You guys could have been roommates, could have bunked up. I, I had fun out there in Colorado. <sighs> Colorado is a booming place for like supermarket research, just letting you guys know. I'm down for maybe, maybe I've spilled too much with that little disclosure, but mm. trust. Maybe I've spilled too much by saying I'm down for new roommates. Oh, <laughs> oh careful, Brad. Careful. Oh. Uh, uh, not saying anything. Hoarder situation. Um, Whoa. Whoa. But... Episode 300 or just. <laughs> Whenever you get out, whenever you get exactly. to the promised exactly. land of Colorado. Exactly. Um, thank you so much for calling. I, please let us know what else is going on in Colorado. Indeed. Hey, Ramjack, this is John Pernasek uh, from the Chicago Ramjack station. I just wanted to call in and say that I, I think I'm interested in doing a new impression for you. Uh, one that I actually think is accurate because it's an easy voice to do. Uh, this is my impression of uh, alt-right white nationalist uh, Jared Taylor, who basically is just, the voice is just the classic cartoon wasp. It's just, well, the Jew is not a European. The Jew, I, I think we can all agree, is its own, uh, it's, a, it's its own race. And you know, the, the Jews, what have you believe? That they are a part of a larger people. No, they stand alone. And I think that, uh, I think that we need to have that come to light. If we're ever going to have a serious conversation about who is running things in this country. 
I mean, uh, you cannot hide the Jew. You have to rush him out. You have to rush him out. Think of me like a, a piglet with a truffle. I will find the truffle. I'm hungry for it. And I'm going to nibble on it until it is consumed and passed through me. And then left in the dust, in the tracks of my own hoofs. Yes. And so I, Jared Taylor, would come to you and I'd say, Let us rub out the Jews like truffles. I think it's pretty good. I think it's a lot better than my uh, my triad impression of Reagan, Eastwood, and Nicholson. Well, well, well. I don't even know which. I don't even know which is which. I, I can't even tell the three apart. I I, I I I don't even know. I think there was some Jack Palance in there too that time. <laughs> I, I had no idea who this Jared Taylor person was. Um, I just looked him up. Um, editor of American Renaissance, author of White Identity, Racial Consciousness in the 21st Century. Wow. And uh, his, so his most recent tweet from uh, the debate was, Trump certainly d- did not lost this debate. He is clearly a strong man. Clearly, Hillary is clearly tired. No, she wasn't. <laughs> no. Hillary and Donald seem both adequately alert as far as, like, being there. Well, I don't know how alert Trump seemed. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as, like, being awake. Like, I didn't think any of them were going to fall asleep anytime soon. True. He might have gotten confused and, like, fallen off, like, the stage. Just, but... Well, I mean, that's just how he rolls around. Interesting. I like that Jonathan's continuing impression building, and I, I support him in it. Indeed. Is it weird that every time he said, well, 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 in my mind, I was switching people, and in my mind, I got it. I was like, okay, that one's, that, the first yeah. one wasn't Reagan. The second one was Reagan. I was trying to figure out which one was which, and I, was, I just kept getting Jack Palance. Uh, well, I, maybe I just heard it differently than you. I, Jonathan, I, I could distinguish them. If you I imagined a slot machine with like the different uh, people's faces, <laughs> and, then it just, and then he got a jackpot on Jack Palance. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> So, uh, hey, Jonathan, when you get ready to put together your um, your one-man city slickers, <laughs> or even better, your one-man city slickers to the legend of Curly's gold, <laughs> you're golden, <laughs> as far as Palance goes, but, you know. <laughs> come and get me, come and get me. Hey, Ramjack, it's John Partisek here in the Chicago Ramjack station. I just wanted to tell a quick story from my work day. I was uh, being transferred by a receptionist over to an architect's uh, office. Uh, no, that's not true. I was actually calling uh, about a church project. So Liar. I was calling the church <laughs> itself, and the receptionist there was transferring me to someone's office. And there's always that moment right after the receptionist says, one moment I'll transfer you. And th- there's the moment where you're on hold. So they're between her saying that and you actually being transferred and you hear the, the ringing on the other end, there's that moment where you're supposed to be on hold and you're supposed to hear some hold music or music in that moment. But at this church, I didn't hear music for that, for that split second. Instead, I heard a complete start and end of a sentence. And it was just this older man who said the phrase, they do not know my ways. And then I was immediately transferred. <laughs> so that was my unsettling moment uh, being placed on hold. Uh, and I just wanted to relate that story. They do not know my ways. Ring. I- Amazing. <laughs> wow. 
So instead of whole music, did they just have like a like a, a Bible like scripture being read like on a weird loop, or was there just someone in the room? He does not know my ways. There's an on staff just hold person. Let me transfer you. They don't know my ways. And I say unto you, caller, remain Yikes. on the line. Your call is very important to us. But as I read from Leviticus 23, 34, 63, 89, 42, they do not know my ways. Oh, and, and you're connected. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, defo. That being said, though, if a business wanted to put the Ramjack show as, like, their hold music, let us know, because we can't just use that stuff free. But I think it'd be, it would be an honor to be your hold music. Our, That'd be great. Our hold... What would you call it? Your holding conversationalist? I don't... Your, ho, your holding show? Let's make that a thing. Instead of holding music, holding show. I'm down. Though it, it, it should always be like just a little bit of a show, and then it, before it goes over, it's like, you've been listening to Ram Jack. And guys, if you're out there trying to figure out what you should do for a Halloween costume, may we just suggest you consider the possibility of... Agitator, Agitator for Halloween!